Well met, friends. I'm Jude Vase. And I'm Steph Midlock. Welcome to a bonus episode of Atherbeth. After three years, our Hobbit Ween episodes have become a staple of the spooky season. So prepare yourself for an exciting fourth installment. That's right. Welcome to Hobbit Ween 4, Hobbit and Ween. As usual, we're venturing into the world of Tolkien by playing the second edition of the tabletop role-playing game called The One Ring, released by Free League Publishing in 2022. Designed by Francesco Nepotello and Marco Maggi, this game showcases a beautiful and nuanced gaming system set in the rich landscape of Middle-earth. Our deepest thanks and all credit goes to them. This is an actual play episode, so we need some actual players to join us. Steph and I will be joined by James Kaku Pearson, Max Jimenez, and Zeke Peace. James is a writer, podcast producer, and engineer in the Bay Area. You might recognize James as the producer of Atherbeth and soon to be a thing Athra Play and our resident game master. Max is an educator and voice actor in Sacramento and will be reprising his role as the Hobbit rogue Theo Fleetfoot. Zeke is the emergency manager for a local ski resort, a coffee roaster, and hotelier, and voice actor located in the Catskills in New York, and will be reprising his role of the human cook, Ozzy Oleoler. Steph will be playing the hobbit Pumpkins Proudfoot, and I will be reprising my role of the handsome elf himbo, Iadar List Balarian. <laughs> As always, producer James is our LM for the day, short for Lore Master, and he'll be running the game for us. For those of you unfamiliar with tabletop role-playing, the Lore Master, usually called the Game Master, presents situations to the players and takes the role of all the non-player characters in the game, also referred to as NPCs. Using the game system, the players and Lore Master work together to tell the story. Steph, Max, Zeke, and I will be playing inhabitants of Middle-earth in a spoopy Halloween adventure taking place between the events of The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. While we are playing the same characters, this episode is a fresh start to the Hobbit Ween series. So if you missed Hobbit Ween 1 through 3, you should go listen because they're great, but they are not required listening. <laughs> we have many festive paths to tread, so let's begin. Fall has come again to the Shire, and for the first time in a long time, it brings with it a sense of peace. Two years have passed since the season of fear and disappearances, and through the bravery of a small group of heroes, all those who were taken were returned safely home. For the following year, everyone held their breath, but when the seasons resumed their normal turning, the Shire happily returned to its normal way of life. Now, as the trees have turned red and orange and a chill creeps into the night air, the Shire has come together to celebrate. The Brandybuck family is throwing their famous Harvest Festival. As the sun sinks below the horizon, we travel across the Brandywine River into Buckland. Always thought of by the denizens of the Shire as just a little bit odd, Buckland is nonetheless a beautiful country between the Brandywine River and the edge of the old forest. As we pass over the Brandywine River, we see something a little odd in the Shire. We see multiple boats sailing to and fro on the river. Hobbits famously are very suspicious of water, but the Brandybuck family, as part of their oddness, are big boat people. So we travel across the river, we see these boats punting back and forth on the, the calm water, and we descend into the capital of Buckland, Bucklebury. It is here in Bucklebury where the Great Hall 
Brandy Hall, the great home of the Brandybuck family, is located. It takes up the entirety of the massive hill that sits at the center of the town. The hill, we can see, has multiple large doors entering into it, dozens of small ones, windows peeking up through the turf. Basically, they've hollowed out this entire hill and turned it into their massive hobbit hole. And all around Brandy Hall is the town of Bucklebury. Little quaint houses, little quaint hobbit houses line all sides of a rather large market square. And then on the far side of the hill are three very large fields where they grow various crops and things like that. For the Harvest Festival, the entire town has been turned into a festival ground, has been decorated and is filled with pavilions, trestle tables, stalls where hobbits are selling various goods, produce, things that they've manufactured. And we also see that they've also set up a number of amusements. In the three large fields behind the hill, we see that there appears to be a scarecrow making competition because we see dozens of scarecrows peeking up through the corn stalks. That's not creepy. Uh, a massive hay maze has been erected in the middle field. And in the right-hand field, which is fallow, we see a queue lining up for a haunted hayride where a wagon is taking hobbits on a haunted hayride. The sun is sinking down below the horizon. On the river, we see these boats lighting lanterns. And so there are little flecks of light moving to and fro on the water. And in the town square, where all the stalls are, lanterns are being lit. And despite the cold air, despite the chill in the air, it is a very comforting and warm scene that we see here in Buckley. In the center of the massive square, a huge pile of wood has been erected for a bonfire that will be the, that will cap off the night. And rumor has it, though he hasn't made an appearance yet, Disturber of the Peace Gandalf may be making an appearance, bringing along with him his famous fireworks. His presence will be tolerated if he brings fireworks. <laughs> and so here in this town, in, this, in the town of Bucklebury, in the midst of this harvest festival, we find our heroes and the camera pulls in on the first of our company, Pumpkins Proudfoot. Hello. Pumpkins, please describe what you look like and what you are up to here in this harvest festival. Oh, hello. It's just me again. It's old Pumpkins Proudfoot. Pumpkins is a middle-aged, rather Rubenesque hobbit woman using she, her pronouns. I'm bundled in some warm clothes, and I have a resplendent pile of orange curls atop my head, like a big dome. As you remember, <laughs> I tend to resemble the very pumpkins for which I am named. <laughs> yes. Yes, and I'm... What else did you ask me, Lord Master? What am I doing? <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing here? <laughs> well, in the years following the events of Hobbitween 3... I have expanded my agricultural empire of the Proudfoot family. I now have a line of ready-to-eat treats as well as health and beauty products for the <laughs> discerning hobbits. Uh, so I am standing at my beautiful stand with my two nephews who I sort of, I'm not super psyched that they're there, Zachary, <laughs> Zachary and Zimbo, who I've yes. been asked to take on as as managers, but they're really only the, you know, they're the regional managers of annoying me. But anyway, the three of us stand at this big stand 
inviting hobbits of the of the, everyone at this festival to come and sample my wares. Oh yes, that's a good idea. Perhaps Zimbo has a tray of little bits and goods for people can, to sample. <laughs> so that's what I'm yes. doing. Okay. <laughs> you know, that's what I got going on. Yeah, so you are you are hawking your wares. Zimbo is out in front. He's got a tray offering samples. We see a lot, like, you are getting a surprising amount of interest in, in your goods. Mm-hmm. And an older hobbit sort of comes up to the, comes up to your stall and begins looking through some of your wares. What is the, what is the, like, premier item that you will have on display here at your stall? I'm so glad you asked. The, the, okay, so... To sort of, as this inaugural year of starting my line of, of home treats, I have got something that the, that people in Whitfordos are talking about, people in Budgeford are talking about, people in Mickledelving are talking about, people are talking about this treat. You can't miss it. It is a libation that's fit for the autumnal season. It's been described as hot, as frothy, as uh-huh. spicy, as <laughs> filling, a little bit creamy, and some hobbits would even go as far to say that it is wet. That's right. <laughs> it's Pumpkins' Spiced Latte. Oh, my God. <laughs> God. Gonna make a killing. <laughs> oh, boy. It's, it's not as basic as it seems, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> this older hobbit comes up to the stall, and he's sort of looking things over, and he says... Now, excuse me, I, I couldn't help but notice that um, you have, well, quite an interesting bit of goods here. What, what per se is this that I'm, and he's picking up one of your pumpkin spi- pumpkins' spiced lattes. Oh, sir, you will absolutely love this. This will coat your throat with the creamy goodness of the autumnal season. You will be in an embrace of spice and froth that, <laughs> that is being spoken about. In the Stockbrook area, and also in uh, uh, Frogmorton. So, you know. He turns bright red when you say this, and says, This is quite interesting. I'm, I, I perhaps, um, I think my, I hear my wife calling me. I, I must go. And he quickly hurries away <laughs> from your stall. <laughs> oh, well. A missed opportunity. We'll get him next time. <laughs> The camera follows this older hobbit as he disappears into the crowd. And we find the next member of our company. One of the few big people allowed to attend, given what they did for for the Shire a couple of years ago, bringing back all the people who disappeared. Uh, a special dispensation has, made, has been made for certain big people. And we find our dear friend, Ozzy Oleolaire. Ozzy, please describe yourself and what you are up to here at the Harvest Festival. What time is it right now during the day? Remind me. It is sunset. The sun is just sinking below the horizon. Great. So Ozzy has graciously accepted the invitation to come. Considering it's on the river, there's a bunch of boats around, you, you know Ozzy can't like pass up the opportunity. So like... He's, he just got off of the boats. He was out there helping to shunt boats back and forth, like basically doing everything uh-huh. and, and frankly making the locals a little bit nervous about his excitement, <laughs> about being like on the water and just like shuffling goods, you know, but like, mm. like happy as pie. So just, just stepped off of the boats and really excited about his, like finding his good friends. Hasn't seen him in a couple of years because he's been really busy renovating the Forsake Inn. <laughs> 
<laughs> which he purchased. God. It's uh, uh-huh. the, the renovation. <laughs> the, re- the renovation was completed. It, the, the launch is a little, a little iffy, you know. So he's happy to be get out there, clear the head. <laughs> yeah. So he's, he heard about these super good um, pumpkin spice lattes somewhere. Someone's. <laughs> so he's on his way. He's on his way to hunt down one of these tasty warm beverages. You alight from one of these one of these boats, which I'm going to say. I mean, unless you have, you know, unless you disagree, you were just aboard a very, very fine craft, an excellent Hobbit-made watercraft. A bunch of like dogs. There's no such thing as a bad one. (laughs) (laughs) This one is operated by pedals and has the head of a swan at the front of it. Um, And you've just alighted on the deck and something about being on the water stirs something deep in your ancient soul. And you stand for a moment on the dock and find yourself posing and the wind whips through your hair and we hear just a little bit of a whistle as it comes across your bosun's pipe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's not forget that like I've been working construction, right? So like I'm, I'm cut, I'm glistening, the shirt's probably off at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and it is a it is a brand new day for Ozzy Oleolaire. <laughs> <laughs> and you find that as you're standing there, sort of just taking in the scene, thinking about going to find one of these pumpkins' spiced lattes, a young hobbit couple walks up to you, and you, they look vaguely familiar to you. A couple of years ago, you were here in Buckland before, and you paid a visit along with your friends to Brandy Hall. And you had a quick, like, you basically, you borrowed a boat from a young hobbit couple, and it, this young hobbit couple comes up to you now, and... <laughs> And the 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 man says, "Excuse me, sir. Um, I I couldn't help but notice that you just uh have have alighted from this wonderful looking watercraft, and we were looking to uh to perhaps take a a perambulation across the water. May we borrow your your vessel? Borrow? I'll bring you along. Hop in. Let's go." <laughs> oh, well, that's that's quite that's quite nice. Although I think uh, it it appears to only seat two, uh, and it appears to be if you'll forgive if you'll forgive me, it appears to be uh, hobbit sized. Uh, I'm not quite sure we all three can fit aboard. Oh, yeah, you don't want a double buckle. <laughs> yes, yes, quite, quite. Um, but, uh, well. Okay. Okay. It's a great. It's a great craft. You. You. You may have her. I'm getting. I'm off to get a beverage anyway. Oh, very good. Very good. Thank you so much, sir. And they. They go and they get aboard your swan paddle boat and begin. What, was it even my boat, or was I borrowing it from someone else? Oh, you were totally borrowing it from somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, you, I so, should actually totally be like, if you buy me a pumpkin spice latte, you can have it for the evening. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, the the man nods. Oh yes, quite. We'll we'll just take a quick toodle around the water, and then once we're back in, we'll 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 seek you out, and and we'll buy you a nice libation. I think it should be no problem to find you. Uh, he says as you stand a full two feet higher than every other person around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna kind of flex and offer to help the female into the boat too. Yes, she is quite taken by you. Uh, in fact, they are both quite taken by you, and they both accept your help getting into the boat, and then begin to paddle off onto the water. <laughs> so good, feeling very good about yourself, feeling like it has been, feeling like you have turned over a new leaf. You head into the harvest festival, and the camera 
follows you for a bit and then pans away to the one other figure who towers above all of the other uh, attendees of the festival. And we find our dear elf friend, Iadar Listbalarian. Iadar, please describe yourself and what you are up to. Iadar is a tall, at the moment, rather road-stained as he has been executing his duty as a journeying messenger of late. Elf, blonde and broad and beautiful, as all his kind are. (laughs) Iadar is in town. He had no idea there was a festival going on right now. (laughs) He is in town to deliver a message to one Gimel Kazkanil, but it turns out uh, he is beginning to suspect that he may have uh, read the instructions on the message wrong because <laughs> there are no Gimel Kazkanils in in Buckland and um, possibly possibly the addressing on this message may have, he may have misread the addressing on this message uh, and he may have had to have gone north of the Blue Mountains not south <laughs> it's been pointed out to him that that name is is of an elven or of a of a dwarven nature. Possibly he wanted a dwarven hold, not a not a hobbit hold. Um, but he likes he likes hobbiton. He's thrilled to be hanging out with pumpkins. At the moment, he is sitting on a hay bale behind pumpkins st- uh, stall with a latte, just <laughs> looking fabulous. <laughs> Attracting quite a lot of attention and 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 business, sitting there with his fuck ass gigantic spear propped up, uh, <laughs> skewered through the middle of the of the uh, hay bale, looking great. Yes, and in, indeed there is a pretty significant line of window shoppers coming by Pumpkin's stall. <laughs> they are not buying anything but they are crowding around the front of Pumpkins' stall just to get a glimpse <laughs> of Iadar, who is modeling the pumpkin spice latte very effectively. Could could you do something to... Could you say it's delicious or something? Come on, sell it a bit, would you? Go on, go on. This beverage is so good! <laughs> <laughs> well, what he lacks... In his uh, speaking abilities, he makes up for in his eye candiness. So I'm happy with it. It's fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thackeray was in the middle of completing a sale from Pumpkin Spice Latte when Iadar's ringing endorsement goes out and is about to take some money from one of the hobbits who pulls the money back and puts it back in their purse and walks away at that point. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> And so we follow this hobbit who reclaims their money and strides away into the crowd. And we find the last member of our company, Theo Fleetfoot. Theo, please describe yourself and what you are up to. Um, You see a bunch of boxes lined up at the edge of a uh, boat that is uh, tied down. Then you hear footsteps as I jump, hop, hop, hop to the top of it. I stand there with my red... Famously red scarf flapping Mm -hmm. in the wind with my dark green cape with the inside of it a dark uh, midnight blue. Oh, so cool. Right? Uh, And he stands there with the one foot over, you know, looking down, holding onto a rope. 
and you notice the big difference is he has an eye patch on his eye. <gasps> what? And he looks around and he's like, nope, the eye patch is too much, too much, takes it off. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I got, I got dizzy for a second there, Zeb. He's talking to a, an old sailor that's just like mopping up the deck. Zeb's an old man that doesn't really care what uh, Theo says. He's like, eh. I'm like, you told me it looked good. You told, whatever. Zeb, I'm not talking to you about this right now. I'm excited. We're back. You know what's out there? What? Free food. Adventure. <laughs> Maybe some friends. Who knows? Uh, I, I don't care about two of those things, but bring me back some food. I promise nothing. And I jump with the rope and come down. And I land, you know, like hero pose. And I yep. stand up. <laughs> so cool. So, so cool. cool. And I, I start walking. <laughs> just like, yeah. Uh, he, I would say other thing is like he has like dirty blonde hair, the curly, you know, like Hobbit mm -hmm. style. Um, yep. And he's just walking and he's just like, hey, hey, how's it going? Oh, a free <laughs> sample. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to say the last two years seem to have been really good for everybody. This is great. Yes. As night falls across the Harvest Festival, the lanterns come on. We see this place is lavishly decorated. The, the brandy bucks have gone all out. It is, you know, there are bales of hay everywhere, pumpkins, sheafs of wheat and stalks of corn. This is, you know, this is pure, pure Halloween season, like goodness. And so eventually you all manage to make your way together. Pumpkins, you slip away from your booth for a little while, leaving it in the company of your, your nephews. and. The four of you come together in the center of the town square where there are a number of large pavilions with large trestle tables filled with food and beer and all sort of good hobbit stuff. And, you know, there's a there's a, a small stage set up where a hobbit musician, quite famous in the area, Longo Buffet, is singing his hit song, Ale Town. And so you all come together and for the first, you know, and, and finally get back together for the first time in a while. Oh, um, Ozzy, it's, uh, I missed you so muscle. I mean, much, I'm sorry. What? That's very hot. Oh, Is it hello, hot? pumpkins. And I will give you a big, big hug. Oh, and I look up why? And I, so I see Theodar standing there and like all of the people that were following me suddenly look to him. And, <laughs> and I just go, <sighs> and I put my shirt back on. No, no. <laughs> That's rough, buddy. <laughs> Dang it, I didn't want you to put the shirt back on yet. I was going to say something. Theodore uh, <laughs> very chummily greets Ozzy. Hey, look at you. you look, you're looking healthy and hale. He <laughs> slaps Ozzy on the back and, like, half knocks him off his feet. <laughs> I stumble into Theo and say, hey, Theo. What? Hey, what's up? Oh, I see you, you put on some weight. That sucks. I <laughs> know, <laughs> <laughs> right, because my guy is short and he's a hobbit and he's next to these beautiful people and he's just like, it's got to fucking start throwing those elbows. Oh my <laughs> I start trying to make my shirt look baggier. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just, I just, I just pat. Pat, I'm like, it's all right. It's all right. No worries. <laughs> and I, I go and I hug a pumpkin. Pumpkin! Oh, Theo, what happened to the eye patch? Did you, 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 you ditched it? Yeah, I was, it, I was going with it. But like, 
you get dizzy after a while, and then like you get suntanned. Like, uh, it's just not a good look. <laughs> Did yes. it hurt your eye? No, it just it was it was an aesthetic. I was trying to go for a look. You were sitting on the mountain. Here, watch, 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 watch. No, 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 come here. And I pull it out. I put it on. I like turn around and I go, ha. Huh. You know, like, oh, <laughs> right, right. Very it's dashing. It's dashing. It is. You took the words right out of my mouth. It's very dashing. And like, Sick. and then like, here, Ozzy, can you grab the the scarf real quick? So I tell him to hold the scarf. I say like, <laughs> I pulled the scarf a little too hard. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, never oh, mind. I see it now. I see it now. Yeah, you see it. You see it. <laughs> Imagine like on the boat, the flat, the scarf flapping, and mm. just standing there like. Mm. Right? <laughs> but, I'm standing to the side, like, waving the scarf in the wind. Yeah. <laughs> I pull it back and I take off the scarf. But terrible tan lines. Terrible mm. tan lines. Mm. So. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's true. It's true. You don't want that line across your face. Yeah. It's not a good, not a good look. Like, I can respect that. Not a good look, so. Ozzy, question for you about your new inn. Do you have a line of... Um, beauty products for the rooms. As if not, I would like to speak to you about pumpkins, tinctures, and elixirs. I never thought you'd ask. By the way, uh, what's your wholesale and friends discount? <laughs> oh, I could definitely hook you up, that's for sure. Absolutely. Well, we should got, continue this discussion. I've got a facial spread that puts I the mean... gourd back in gorgeous, you know what I mean? <laughs> 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 Whoa. Uh, Ozzy starts blushing. <laughs> uh, Theo starts blushing. <laughs> Why are we all blushing? I don't get it. Whoa. <laughs> That's, I so, pat his arm. That's all right. That's all right. That's fine. It's so <laughs> lovely to see you all again. I wonder, it's been such a quiet few years. Um, it's, it's, everybody seems to be doing so well. How wonderful. Iodar gets a, a long, sort of a long distance look in his face and there's a flash to what he's been doing for the last two years, which is like a whole bunch of like dirty inns and sleeping under tables and in in like dusty forest glades as he's been doing the exact same thing he's been doing for the last like hundred years, which is just wandering around delivering messages and being gently mocked by his peers. You should have looked for the Aussie Day Inns. I kept the light on for you. <laughs> He's franchising. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh no. Oh. And then his attention snaps back. He goes, yeah. Do, doing great. <laughs> like a, a, single, a single tear comes out. <laughs> oh no. Oh. Wow. I delivered, I'll have you know, I delivered Almost all of my messages to the right people on time this year. Hey, good for that's, you. That's great. You've done the bare minimum. Good job. Yeah. Well, I mean, the bare minimum would have been <laughs> getting all my messages to the people that they were meant to go to. But like, I think 60% is a really good delivery rate. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's better than 50, right? Sure. Improvement over the year before. Yeah. <laughs> As you are all sitting down at this table, 
Pumpkins, you asked your nephew, Thackeray, to go get a round of drinks for everybody at the table. And so he's off at the uh, at the stall trying to get some ale for all of you. As you were all sitting down at the end of one of these long trestle tables, Ozzy and Iadar, it's a very tight fit to sit on this bench. Uh, and the, the table basically comes up to your knees, but you're, you're making it work. You hear a voice go, no, they're my friends. I want to go talk to them. And a hobbit with a long black coat and a emaciated, gaunt face stumbles over to the table, followed by a younger hobbit who's sort of tottering off after him. And you all recognize your old friend, Fortinbras Noakes. Oh, purveyor of close-up Angbarian magic. (laughs) Yes, yes. Fortinbras Noakes, master of Angmarian close-up magic, who the last time you had had chatted with him had been branching out into larger scale, not close-up Angmarian magic. Ooh. He totters up to the table in his worn, threadbare black coat, and you see that on his belt he has the large tome of Angmarian magic that he always carries with him, strapped in a like a book holder on his belt. The first thing that you notice about him is that he looks terrible. The second thing that you notice is the intense waft of wine that comes off of his breath as he staggers to the table. He reaches down, he grips the table with both hands, and he says, oh, It's been a long time since I've seen all of you. How are you doing, everybody? Hey, PP. Uh, we're doing way better than you. <laughs> the the other <laughs> hobbit, the young the young man who's been who was following him around, steps up to the table and he says, "Oh, I'm I'm, I'm so sorry, uh, Mr. Noakes uh, is uh, well. He's he has a performance tonight. I think he's just being a little. He's just got a bit of stage fright. Please forgive him, uh, Mr. Noakes. We should we should go backstage it's hold, to hold, get hold, ready for your performance. Hold on, you're letting him do you're letting him do magic." Well, that's his thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's my thing. That's yeah. that, that, that. That's your thing. You used to do the thing with the with the coins. Do you not remember what happened the last time he did magic? He turned into a bat, like an evil bat. It's true. I don't see a sigil on his forehead, though, so I think we're all right. I mean, it was I mean, a good that, trick. He just took it a little I was, far. I was about to say that that was his <laughs> that, that that was his best trick. So, like, am I the not... only am I the only one wildly uncomfortable with this? It's fine. I'm strangely okay with it. Fortinbras, <laughs> when you when you mention this, Fortinbras gets a really like kind of sad, faraway look in his eyes, and he kind of like zooms out for a second, um, <laughs> and then he says, "You guys should come to my show. It's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be a good one." And he kind of staggers for a second there, and his assistant catches him and says, "You really, you really should come to the show. It is going to be quite good." Um, Mr. Noakes, we should, we should, we should go, we should go now, and begins to lead Fortinbras away. Fortinbras kind of mumbles something to himself. Oh man, does anybody else feel really sad right now? I feel really sad. Yes. Let's get another drink, another round. We should go to that show just to make sure that he doesn't do anything un unsavory. What's the? What are the chances? Pretty good. I feel like I have a skill for this. Hang on, I I think one of my skills is like figuring out what people mean. Oh, yeah. So go ahead and give us an insight roll. First roll of the game. Yeah. Okay. I got eight, four, four, 16. My target number was 13. Hey, okay. Yay. So you, you look Fortinbras up and down and you're struck by just sort of this sense of sadness, something, and you don't know if it's 
the events of two years ago or what, but something has something bad has happened to th- to this hobbit, and he is in a bad he is in a bad place. You can you can tell from the state of his clothes, from the way that he's acting, and the way that he just sort of like is clearly just on the edge of passing out drunk. Um, that something very bad has happened to this poor hobbit. Of should we try and talk to him some more? If you want, I mean, he's our he's our old buddy, right? Like, like it's all right. Have like sit down, like let's get this guy a water. <laughs> all right, yeah, yeah, let's, yeah. Maybe we should get some like food in him. I'll order food. <laughs> his assistant is trying to to lead him away. He ha- he has an arm around his shoulder and he's trying to lead him away from the table, saying that they need to go backstage. Well, let's see the show, and then afterwards we can speak to him. Yeah, go to the show. I'm going to the show because I feel like there's a high look. Either it's going to be a good show and we're entertained, <laughs> a bad show and we're entertained, or he's still corrupted by Ingmarian magic, in which case we're I'll I'll skewer him like 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 a shish kebab. No, and we'll no be entertained. Scoring. No, no. <laughs> and and that would be a good show. That's a good finale. <laughs> So right. you watch it is as... pumpkin. It is. I roll my eyes. I know she rolls her eyes. That's why I'm like, it is pumpkin. It, it's a closer. Come on. <laughs> this isn't Gondol. Come on. You watch as Fort Bross's assistant leads him away, uh, and he turns back around to you just as they're about to to disappear into the crowd. And he says, "Oh, and by the way, the performance starts at ten thirty in the in the Great Hall inside inside Brandy Hall. We'll see you there. See and you there. Thirty. I would have been asleep for three hours by then. <laughs> well, it's it's uh, it's about nine p.m. right now. The, the most of the festival happens then. after <laughs> after dark. <laughs> All right, um, fine. I shall stay awake for you. Luckily, I've had like fourteen of my." Pumpkins and spice latte samples. So I'm pretty wired at the moment. <laughs> As they disappear into the crowd, they pass Thackeray, who is coming back to the table carrying four very large mugs of ale. He's making his way back over to you. Good kiddo. Theo, you notice you're sitting at the edge of the table and something shiny catches your eye. Ooh, hello. You are always on the, you are always prepared and looking for shiny things. And you look I down am. and you see. On the ground, where Fortinbras had been standing a couple moments before, is a small silver mirror, like a silver hand mirror. It's not very big, only a few inches, uh, only a few inches long with a small handle, maybe just a a couple of inches, you know, a two-inch long handle. But it looks like it's made out of sterling silver. Uh, Finely wrought, filigreed, very nice looking. You already sold me, James. I'm picking it up. <laughs> <laughs> you reach down, you pick up the the mirror, and it is it is beautiful. This must be worth something. Ooh. I do the whole like twirling the hands, like, yes. <laughs> I hope this wasn't part of his magic trick that like he needed. <laughs> <laughs> and at that moment, Thackeray makes it over to the table and he deposits the beers on on the table. And so you slip the mirror into your pocket. You each grab a mug and raise them in a toast. And we see your we see all the beers clink together over the table. Yeah, yeah. So we can jump right ahead to Fortinbras's show. Is there anything that any of you want to do at the festival before that? You have about an hour and a half before his show. Just like character-wise, my my guy has a treasure map. He's trying to convince them to to join him on a new treasure hunt. <laughs> Where did you get to this one? Okay. All right. All right. So like. There was this guy, right? <laughs> and he fell asleep and I stole it from him. 
Now, was he pretending to be asleep or was he actually asleep? Was this man a mascot on the back of a cereal box? No, 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 no. He, no, no. This guy, okay. he was a, he, he looked like a warrior. He had a sword and stuff. And he was like talking about like, there's this great treasure in like a far off land. And so he was talking about it and I started to talk to him and I gave him some drinks. And then he was like, fell asleep and he's like, patted me on the back, was like, I can trust you. You seem like a good kid. So then I stole it the minute he fell asleep. <laughs> I don't know why they keep thinking I'm a kid. <laughs> and so we get this we get this montage of you trying to sell them on the let's go trying to sell them on the story yeah yeah and then sort of some shots of you all wandering around the festival you know you take a moment to like take in the scarecrow competition which is surprisingly creepy there are about two dozen scarecrow or two or three dozen scarecrows peeking up over the stalks of corn in one of the fields and despite there being so many scarecrows they are covered in crows which just sit there and caw at you as you take in the yeah. sights of these scarecrows yeah. point of order yes what would not be why is it surprisingly creepy is there a scarecrow competition that would not end up being creepy, James. I'm, I want to, I don't want to waste a lot of time, but I do want to interrogate your word choice here. What did you, is, can you, can you imagine an outcome of a scarecrow competition that would not be creepy? <laughs> Fair enough. All right. I take it back. And, and also speaking of scarecrows, Ozzy does have one kind of piece of business. Uh-huh. Here, as because I'm on vacation, right? I'm taking a break. I'm traveling out to the yeah. Grey Havens to see see like the namesake of the old inn and all that jazz. Which means I'm traveling through Michael Delving. Yeah, and I want to know if people have figured out who burned down that museum <laughs> before oh, I get I there. I forgot about that. <laughs> okay, oh, no. we kind of just snuck out of there. <laughs> all right, give me uh, give me an awareness roll. Um, anybody who wants to give me an awareness role to be taking in, like to be, you know, overhearing people talking and stuff like that here at the, at the festival. What is it? A D12? Yeah. So it's one D12 plus however many dots you have filled in for that skill, you get that many D6s <laughs> and you want to beat your target number. What was the skill? Uh, awareness. The skill is awareness, which is your passive perception, basically. 16 beating my TN by two. Oh, all right. I got a 10, but I don't know. Actually, I don't think I, that does it. Yeah, no. Probably. No, I fell probably... 11 short. <laughs> 11 short. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're keeping up winning. your, I'm glad you're keeping up your, your rolling from last time. <laughs> <laughs> I know Zeke's cursed. <laughs> you know, Ozzy's coming of age. He isn't at age yet, you know. <laughs> Steph, did you, did you roll as well? I did not because I don't want to know. <laughs> I'm not interested in that is in the past and I only look to the future yes steadfastly <laughs> living in the present yes 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 yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that seems very pumpkins <laughs> everyone knows pumpkins would never go to a museum it's so boring <laughs> couldn't possibly Gosh. be me <laughs> the lying is still bad <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a 10 and then the awareness was like, I have two dots in the awareness or do I go to the strength so part? So you roll a, a, a D12 and then as many D6s as you've got dots. Yeah. So you need to meet or beat an 18. 18. Okay. So I got 10. I got 15 right now. Oh, yep. I beat it. 
20. Okay. All right. So as you guys are wandering around the, <laughs> as you are wandering around the Harvest Festival, you do not hear anybody talking about who burned down the Matham House. Now, technically, it did not burn completely down. There was a small amount of fire. Well, that's true. And honestly, every 15, every 10 or 15 years or so, there's somebody sets a fire in the Matham House. It's just something that happens. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, it's, it's chock-a-block full of trinkets and doodads, and at least some of them light on fire. So it's pretty obvious yes. that it'll burn down occasionally. They should probably look into that. yeah that was not the first time the matham house has caught on fire it will probably not be the last time it has caught on fire so it's not really a topic of too much conversation this far past the event you do however hear a couple of rumors as you are making your way past the haunted hayride you notice that there is a huge queue of people waiting of hobbits waiting to go on the haunted hayride and as you get up towards the front you hear the operator saying It'll just be a few more minutes. For whatever reason, the wagon hasn't come back from the last hayride. There should have been it's a 10-minute ride. I don't know why they've not come back yet, but if everybody will hold tight, I'm sure it'll be back here soon. And you guys continue on your way. As we're walking, he says that. I'm like, ooh. Like, you know, making a joke. <laughs> He's just pumping up the crowd. Yeah, I was like, ooh. Like, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> Considering I'm oblivious, I definitely didn't take it seriously. Yeah, but... At a game, I'm like, that's probably not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> and as you are making your way into Brandy Hall, basically the, the great hall inside of, of Brandy Hall, basically the, the huge, you know, the large dining room area of Brandy Hall has been turned into a theater for all of the various entertainments of the night. And that is where Fortinbras's performance will be. So as you are making your way into Brandy Hall and Ozzy and Iadar, you have to duck to make your way through these hobbit-sized hallways, you hear a few of the other people going to attend Fortinbras's performance talking to each other. And what you hear is basically a lot of incredulity. Is that right? You hear a lot of people (laughs) not really sure. Please leave. You hear a lot of people not really sure about... <laughs> Love it. Good save, James. About no, no. why Fortinbras, about the gall of Fortinbras Noakes to perform his show on this night of all nights. After what he pulled last year, the debacle of his performance in Mickle Delving at the Mickle Delving Harvest Festival, the gall of him to come here of all places and perform his quote unquote magic show is <laughs> unconscionable. Despite that, what? these people are still going to go see it, mainly to boo him. What? Oh, man. I'm absolutely going to go ask. I am wildly suspicious of Fortinbras. So I'm going to, like, go talk to these hobbits and be like, excuse me, uh, little friends. Could you enlighten me as to uh, what exactly it was Fortinbras did last year that was so offensive? I'm a... Uh, Let's just say he reaches up and pats the heft of his spear and uh, accidentally gets it caught in the ceiling and then has to take like two minutes, like getting it out of the ceiling. Uh, let's just say I'm, I'm a wary of his character. So, yeah, you, you walk over to these hobbits. I, uh, yes. So I have Inhartan and I blew it out of the water. Okay. <laughs> All right. And I, like, like I'm talking to 24 with like one of those fancy runes. Whoa. With the game All right. Room. 
And I'm feeling bad for for Thornton Bra, Thornton Brass, mm-hmm. whatever his name is. He tugged, <laughs> he tugged on my heartstrings, you know, as a host. <laughs> yes. Like, I was just In like, man, this guy just needs some help. He needs a shower, a nice place to sleep. <laughs> and so I'm going to I'm going to work the crowd and, and get him get him stoked and pumped for this. What's obviously going to be a comeback show. Wow. OK, <laughs> so as Iadar goes over and talks to these hobbits, you begin pumping up the crowd. Basically, the crowd has gotten to the doors, to the Great Hall, but their their doors are closed while they're finishing setting up the show. And so you are beginning to do your warm-up man act Thor for this. And most of the crowd is is there for it. They're they're getting pumped up. They're ready for a show. They're ready to see some some magic, the dessert, the close-up magic, the dessert of magic. But Iadar, the hobbits that you talk to tell you a story. Basically, they tell you that a year ago at the Mickle Delving Harvest Festival, Iadar performed his quote-unquote magic show. Fortinbras, I didn't perform any magic. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Fortinbras performed his quote-unquote magic show. (laughs) And he, at the time, his assistant was a young Brandybuck girl named Camellia Brandybuck. And at the the climax of his show, the moment, the, the, you know, the prestige of his show, he made her disappear and then Uh-oh. could not bring her back. Uh-oh. What? It's obviously going to be the return. He claimed that it was, uh, <laughs> it was, you know, part of the magic. He couldn't, he, he couldn't work the spell to bring her back. But the rumor was oh that he was God. doing, he was up to something very untoward with this young, uh, with this young woman. And either they were up to no good and he at some point has has ditched her, or she was using it as an opportunity to flee her family and to flee the Shire, but has never been seen again. And so what? this no account, the 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 gall of this no account, quote unquote, magician to come here to her very home a year on from her disappearance oh, and perform yeah. his his show is unconscionable to them. And despite Ozzy working the crowd over these two. Clearly, these are these are brandy bucks. Uh, these these hobbits that you are talking to are are dead set against him. Well, that's disappointing. I really was expecting that to be more summoned a a, a ghost and less petty hobbit drama. Uh, thanks anyway. <laughs> the disappearance of a young woman yeah. is not petty hobbit drama. Yeah, what I, are you talking I, about? I'm pretty upset about this. Yes, as am I. I think he probably just, you know, covered her escape. I don't think, look, either he turns into a bat and he's super evil or he's just a a weirdo drunk. And I don't, I, I think, I think disappearing Hobbit girls is outside of his uh, current purview. So but like, where is she? Like, I don't know where. <laughs> One town over? You guys don't even... You, <laughs> the hobbits aren't going to go look. <laughs> you, hobbits don't really travel. How would you even know if she was one town over? Hey, uh, uh, excuse me. I travel. Theo travels. You saw him on the boat. I tra- Yeah, I travel a lot. I travel a lot, lot. Yeah. He had an eye patch and everything. Theo's also a thief. You are the exception that proves the rule. <laughs> yeah, you're both considered <laughs> vaguely weird because you travel. Well, true. <laughs> Why do you think nobody wants your pumpkin lattes? <gasps> I want a pumpkin latte. I've, I drink and a whole bunch of them. On that bombshell, 
The doors open <laughs> and a crowd chanting for 10 bras, for 10 bras is let into the theater. Wow, this seems really bad right now. I, we are not done. This conversation is not over. Yeah. I whisper. <laughs> you follow the crowd in and take your seats in the great hall of Brandy Hall. Excuse me, lawmaster. Yes. I'm quite annoyed, so I'm going to stand up and then do that thing where I scoot out going, excuse me. Excuse me, excuse me, <laughs> as I scoot along the row. And I, uh-huh. I'm just going to stand huffily off to the side because I would like a side view of what's going oh. on. I don't want a front view. I want to know. I want to be able to see a bit of the backstage. Fair enough. Can I do that? That is okay. absolutely appropriate, yes. Ozzy's up on stage, like, working the crowd still. Like, <laughs> standing He's over the, the announcer that was going to introduce people. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, the. Uh, Theo's clapping, but also making a face like, I don't think this is appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) There is a wedge of people behind Ozzy and Iadar where nobody will sit because they can't see. So there's this like, there's this like triangle. Down in front. Yes. Just somebody keeps saying that in the back. Down in front. We're like, we're like front center too, right? So it's all the best seats. Yes. So there's a wide swath of seats behind us where people, where hobbits can't sit because otherwise they won't be able to see the stage. And not only that, but everyone off to the left and right of Iadar like are getting hit by his spear as he's looking around. Yeah, so Ozzy, you work the crowd. You're up there basically being like, everybody ready to see a show? And finally, you you take your seat in the front row and a <laughs> number of hobbits have to shift to different seats once you sit down. <laughs> and Fortinbras's assistant comes out onto the stage and he says, dear, dear hobbits, who is ready to see a spectacular array of magic? And at this point, a uh, a musician who's sitting in a chair over uh, on the far side of the room uh, with a recorder begins playing uh, a traditional Hobbit song about preparing to leave the Shire on a great journey and, you know, taking some time to really prepare yourself and count down for the last time before leaving the Shire. And so you hear this song being played on a recorder from the side of the, from the side of the stage. A curtain, there's a curtain that's sort of hanging halfway across uh, across the stage. And Fortinbras, the curtain sort of billows for a second. You expect as the music swells, this recorder playing a Hobbit version of the final countdown swells. And <laughs> you see the curtain billow. And that at the moment where you would expect Fortinbras to emerge from the curtain and begin his performance, but it billows at a place that is most definitely not where the curtain opens. And you hear a bunch of swearing <laughs> from backstage and the music vamps and vamps. And finally, Fortinbras tumbles through the center of the, of the curtain. And he says, okay, who's ready to see the dessert of magic? Some Mangmarian calls it magic. Oh, and he staggers forward and he says, I have in my hands cards and he like fans out cards and half of them fall on the on the floor 
And I said, okay, I don't need those. And he begins doing like a magic <laughs> trick, really like he comes up close to the front of the, of like to the front row. And again, you can smell the wine wafting off of him as he sort of staggers and stumbles close to the front of the stage. He goes over to you, Ozzy, and he says, is this your card? And you haven't even picked a card. He didn't give you an opportunity to pick a card, but he's waving this card in your face like, this must be your card. I'm, I'm going to try and like ride the wave still. So I'm just like, I didn't even know I picked a card yet. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, but if you did with this weird card. It, I mean, it must be. <laughs> what other card could it be? Magic. And he drops the other half of the cards on the ground. And his assistant comes over to him and says, okay. And he like collects him and leads him back behind the curtain. And he says, just just one moment. Good good hobbits. One moment. We have a, we're going to move to the showstopper uh, trick. And he moves him backstage. Eadar leads over and says, this is not going well. (laughs) Yeah, I am not entertained. I feel sad again. Sad. I'm definitely starting to have some imposter syndrome trying to lead this crowd. (laughs) (laughs) It's getting away from me now. In fact, Theo scoots a little bit away from Ozzy. Just like, I'm not not with that guy. I'm not with that guy. Honestly, my biggest concern now is that he's going to throw up on us. Yeah, I'm definitely like slouching in my seat, which makes the hobbits behind us happy. Yeah. No, they they don't want to see this shit. (laughs) (laughs) The assistant comes back through the curtains a moment later and says, Good hobbits, tonight we present a magical feat of epic proportions. Fortinbras Noakes, master of Angmarian close-up and faraway magic, presents to you the Death Defiance. And he then goes and moves back the curtains, and you see that Fortinbras has been tied up he is bound hand, foot, and his like his arms are sort of bound around his middle. He has a bag over his head, uh, and he is now suspended from a pulley on a rope hanging from the ceiling. In the center of the stage is a hobbit-sized coffin, which is standing up on its end um, and has a very like very grotesque skull carved into the front of it. And the assistant says, "Watch." as Fortinbras is lowered into the coffin. He will have but moments to escape before it is sealed forever. And oh, he, oh. the assistant goes over and begins like lowering Fortinbras down on the pulley uh, towards the coffin. And you see that the top of the coffin lid, like the, the coffin is standing on its end, but the, the top of it where the head would be has been removed so that he can be lowered into the coffin. And the crowd is suspicious but also kind of hushes as they're like well okay this is kind of serious like let's see what let's let's give him a chance (laughs) and Fortinbras is like struggling with his bonds you see he's like like he's got this hood over his head but he's like struggling to try and like untie himself and his assistant lowers him down and you see him descend into the coffin and his assistant then goes and you know drops the rope and puts the lid over the top of him, sealing him in the coffin. And he says, now Fortinbras has but moments to escape from this prison. And he goes and he like takes the coffin and he wheels it around to show that there's like no like hatch in the back and all that. And you can hear sort of struggling and noises and banging from inside the coffin. And he says, for if he does not escape within moments, we will wheel this coffin out into the graveyard where a grave has been prepared and lower it into the ground. This assistant is quite good. There is a loud thump from inside the coffin and then silence. And the the crowd kind of hushes. And he says, perhaps that was him 
escaping from death. Now, watch as I open the coffin to find that he is no longer... And, and then he, he goes and he opens the coffin and Fortinbras' body tumbles to the stage. Ooh, there is a knife what? sticking out of his back and he is still bound. Uh, the hood has come off of his head, but he has a knife planted to the hilt in his back. And the crowd, the crowd is silent for a moment. You hear one of the hobbits who had been against him go, boo, this is terrible. What are you talking about? That's impressive magic. He got stabbed inside a coffin. <laughs> I'm impressed. Um, um, Theo does like a slow. <laughs> <laughs> no, is that? Nope. Inappropriate. Sorry. And the assistant stands there for a moment looking quite surprised and then slowly walks over and kind of like leans down and, and touches him. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for coming. This isn't just the conclusion of our show. And he like gestures for the for the curtains to be closed. And they begin to, to close the curtains in front of this body. What? As this is happening, can I dart backstage? Because I'm not far from it. Oh, I don't even bother, like going backstage. I just hop up onto the stage in one big, big dramatic leap. Yeah. So pumpkins, you rush backstage. Idar, you Get up from your seat onto the stage and you you head forward. Theo, Ozzy, what are you doing? I know, I'm I'm gonna follow. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll I'll go up on stage too. I'll pick up, I'll pick him up and whoop, hoist you up onto the stage with one hand. <laughs> <laughs> like I think like like just the hairs stood up on the back of my neck, like the right at the thump, you know, and just like something crazy is here, right? So like I think I'm just gonna like stand up and just take in as much as I can. Okay. So uh, yeah, I just want to like, do a scan. Give me a scan roll. I don't know if it's and scan. pumpkins. If you want to give a scan roll too, since you were at a different vantage than everyone else, please give no, me a scan. That's good. Roll. Like, good, mm -hmm. good, good. I want to make sure he's actually dead. Like, is he dead? Is this a fucking yeah. joke? So Theo, you rush forward and you check him, and he is most assuredly dead. You t like the hood has come off of his head, but the the ropes around like he's been stabbed basically through the ropes, and there is a lot of blood, and he is not breathing. He is. Absolutely dead. Holy. Oh, this is legit, guys. Ozzy, pumpkins, how did you do? Yeah, I'm still, like, I'm still Ozzy, right? <laughs> so, like, I'm like, <laughs> something's here. Something's going on. And I stand up and I'm looking, but I got no idea what I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> I, I rolled yeah. a seven and my target number was 13. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean. So I'm just watching people run around. <laughs> yep. People are freaking out. <laughs> Like, well, some people are freaking out. Some people are just like, oh, that was terrible. And they're like walking out. Uh, but you don't see anything. Pumpkins? I'm not even noticing that. Like the people that aren't upset about this. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> people are like, man, you can see the wire in his bag. It's so fake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did quite well. I, I rolled an 18 on a TN 14. So I killed yeah. it. Oh. Yeah. But okay. I didn't. No runes. No runes. No. So pumpkins, pumpkins you are to the side. And then you rush backstage when you see this happen. And you're you're taking in everything. You're trying to see if there's some sign of what might have happened here. Or a perpetrator or something, you know. And what you notice, this this hall is quite tall and has these beams, these wooden beams, sort of triangular beams holding up the ceiling. And there are also these high windows up along the roof line. And what you notice is a figure in a black cloak on one of the roof beams who is looking down at the scene and then slips out one of the windows. <gasps> Can I scream really loud? Yeah. Theo! Is it a cloak or Ozzie! a fell? 
Adam! Oh, clock. Didn't I get burned? You burned that. I don't know. There could be another one. It doesn't mean there's not two. Sorry. He went out the window. Somebody's going out the window. I'll look. I'll look to the window and and try to try to like you know jump to get over there. It's quite high, uh, but you probably could scramble. Like, there are a number of things. There are, like, things on the walls and stuff like that. You could scramble up and go out the window if you wanted, but you'll have to succeed on an athletics roll to get up there. All right. I'll try to do it. Is he, do I see him trying to climb up the window? Yeah. I mean, and, and Pumpkins was just screaming, <laughs> Theo, there's somebody who was going out the window. So you all heard that. Uh, I will throw him out the window when I see him trying. Let's see how the roll goes first. Okay, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I got a 19 out of the 18, so... Okay. Hell yeah. You see this figure, like, you see pumpkins point to the window, and you, like, hop on, like, you hop up onto a table, and then you grab onto the top of a, a picture frame, you the, you lift yourself up, you grab onto, like, uh, the, the crown molding, and then onto the beam, and you are out the window. The window is one of the windows that is set into the, the side of the hill that this hall is dug into. And as mm-hmm. you emerge, basically you emerge high on the hill with the the festival down below you. Okay. And you see a figure in this black cloak rapidly running down the hill towards the festival. All right. Is there like a general direction so I can yell it back to them like, he's heading west or? Yeah, you yell that through the window. You all hear Theo yell back that this this person is heading, uh, t- heading towards the fields. Yeah, heading towards the field. And then I'll start the pursuit. Okay. Inside, what are you doing? I'm going to run too. Yeah. I'm running out. Okay. Uh, I feel like I should make some kind of a check to see whether I can get out clean or whether I knock my ass flat unconscious trying to get out the door here. <laughs> uh, we have established that I am not good in hobbit-sized rooms. So, yep. Uh, Give me an athletics roll. Uh, here we go. Whoop. Uh, just barely. 16 out of 14. Nice. <laughs> I squeak through knocking over everything in my path, but I managed yes. to get out without clotheslining myself on my own spear and dive through the door and start heading out. <laughs> Ozzy, what are you doing? I'm jumping over hobbits trying to get out the front door. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave it up to you if I should roll again. Um, out of the front door, he said he's heading west. Do I know which way west is based on my previous <laughs> roll? You, yes, you absolutely do. You have an innate sense of you have an innate sense of direction. It's my seafaring, my seafaring ways. Sea, exactly. And he's actually not heading west, he's heading east. Um, so, and you know, <laughs> you always can tell where east is too, because that's where that's where the inn is, and it's become your 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 north star. Nice. So, Iodar, you, you are first out. You duck down, you rush through the hallways. Ozzy, you are, you are just behind because you're jumping over all these hobbits. Pumpkins, unfortunately for you, you have to sort of fight your way through the crowd a little bit, but you make it out pretty quickly behind three, the, the two of them. Yeah, I'm not very athletic. It's okay. <laughs> I'm coming. I had to stop and like, it's okay. Go ahead, go. Get carried along by the wave. <laughs> Theo, you chase this figure down the hill. They make their way into the square and they rush. Uh, You actually watch and you're actually a little bit impressed as they leap up onto the top of one of these pavilions and run along the top, run along basically the canvas roof of this pavilion, make their way across the square and drop down by the three fields where all of the entertainment is. You're close behind, but not close enough to, to get to them. And you hear the sound of your companions making their way through the square behind you. And just like, just visual, does it look like hobbit size or is it human or like? 
it's a little hard to tell because the cloak is billowing around them and they're moving very quickly and very agilely. So it's hard to tell their size. I'm sorry, I shouldn't ask this question unless I see him. Can I see him? You don't see them yet. You you will see them in a second. So actually, okay. yeah, the 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 three of you make your like Theo, you're kind of like stuck weaving through all of the tables and stuff like that, but the rest of the team is coming from the hall, so they're able to, to bypass all of that. So the four of you get back together right at the edge of the field, and you all four see this figure duck into the into the hay maze. Oh, man. And disappear into the hay bales. Is this a <laughs> hobbit-sized hay maze? So... <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, shit. It's, it's a hobbit-sized hay maze, but that means that the, the bales come up to basically like your head height. You could probably climb ah. up on top of it, but it's not like you can see <laughs> over the top. But I can jump up and run run across the tops of the bay hails. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're thinking yes. with one bra- with the same one brain cell here right now. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. You should do that. That sounds amazing. Okay. So this figure has, so the figure disappears into the hay maze and Ozzy and Iadar, you immediately jump up onto the tops of the bales and begin running along that way. Pumpkins and Theo, how are you? Are you going to try to get up on the tops too, or are you going to go into the hay maze? Oh, God. I think I have to go in the hay maze. Mm-hmm. Oh, me too. Like, like I, Everybody put your left hand on the wall and just go as fast as you can. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully there'll be a sexy minotaur in here. Hopefully, hopefully that person doesn't know the maze, so hopefully they get lost as well. But I, I'm going to mm-hmm. go in. I think I'm going to just okay. try to like. Yeah. So you, the two of you go into the maze and, you know, you're immediately, you know, you're in the bales are up above your heads and all of the sound sort of like all of the sound of the music and all of the festivities and all that die down because as the set, as the hay basically absorbs the sound around you. So everything feels very close around you. You make your way into the maze, trying to move as quickly as you can. You come around a corner, dead end, turn around, go back, pick another route. You're weaving your way through this maze, trying to, trying to move as quickly as possible, trying to see any sign of this figure. You are almost immediately lost in the maze. But what you do find is that there are a lot of other hobbits making their way through the maze and they're all having a great time. You come around one corner, you find two young hobbits making out. You, you know, go back around, you slip past them. You come around there, you know, there's like a family making their way through there. There are a lot of people in this hay maze. Oh man, that means they can take off the cloak and just blend. Possibly. Oh yeah. Oh no. That's what I'm saying. That's why I like, I, I'm oh. going gonna, gonna to say that to pumpkin. I'm like, everyone's a suspect. Yeah. Like, like fuck, like, Pumpkin, like, they could just take off their cloak. We don't even know who they are. Okay, everyone, look at everyone's face accusatorily, and we'll see if anyone looks dastardly. (laughs) No, James, I'm literally, I'm looking, I'm going to be looking at the hands. I want to see if there's blood or splatter. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm just looking at their facial expressions and doing some very mean profiling. (laughs) Because, like, uh, there's nothing I can do with the face. I'm going for the hands and for, like, like, yeah, like, yeah, there's blood splatter. Yeah. Wow. Oh, so smart. All right. So pumpkins and Theo, give me a, a scan roll as you search, as you check the people in the maze. Scan? Okay. Yeah. So Ozzy and Iadar, you jump up onto the hay bales. And I feel Yay. like you're each, are you together or are you on like two different walls of the maze? Are we smart enough to have done two different walls? Or are we both yeah. just going straight down the center? <laughs> I'm going straight down the center. <laughs> <laughs> I My guess the voice. question is, is Ozzy smart enough to do something else? What would the role for that be? <laughs> Give me just a straight 
Give me a like wits. Hmm. It would be a wits roll. Explore Give me an explore roll or battle. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Give me an explore or a battle roll. Either of those. Which one? What do you think? Explore or battle? Because they're they're going to be very it's different roles. <laughs> it's up to you. You can pick whichever one is better if you want. Uh, sure. I'll do the better one. So explore. That should be good. Oh my god. No, I'm just following Yadar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 in, I'm in his draft. <laughs> yep. So you you two are are just running, sprinting across the top of the hay maze, heading straight through the middle. I want to narrate this moment for you. <laughs> yes, please. Iadar sees this figure go up over the top into the the hay ba- the, Do they go into the hay maze or do they go over the wall? They went in through the entrance to the hay maze. Iadar sees this and pulls their spear off their back and bellows, yes. There it is. And then f- uses the spear like a pole vault and vaults <laughs> up onto the wall and then just starts sprinting across the top with Ozzy, who has totally taken uh, unprepared to try and, like, compete with this moment and is mm-hmm. just following in the draft, trying to keep up. And the two of them go straight across. And I imagine we have passed this figure (laughs) (laughs) immediately. Yeah, Ozzy is definitely gassed. Yeah, I can't imagine that they are not, they're still ahead of us. And was like, Ozzy, Ozzy, Larry. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm blitzing across the top of these these things with my spear out, ready to skewer something. The two of you just go, totally straight across the top of the maze. I'm just trying to stay conscious. <laughs> uh, pumpkins, Theo, how did you do on your rolls? I did really Theo, good. Let, let me go first because I did quite poorly and then you can save us. <laughs> so yes, no, I failed. I super failed. So okay. I think I hear Aussie going, <gasps> Aussie, oh, Larry. And I think to myself, ah, yes, the person we're looking for has done quite a bit of running, so they will be out of breath. So I'm looking for someone who's also out of breath, but I have forgotten that most hobbits don't do this much walking normally, and so we're all out of breath. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Sorry. you are accusing, you are accusing everybody. pretty much everybody you come across. It's you, it's you, it's you, I've got really narrowed eyes and I'm like making yeah. a sour face and I'm like, I know what you did. Theo, how about you? I did, uh, out of the 14 I had to get, I got a 20. Whoa! Yeah, so I got, yeah. I, I rolled a nine and then a, a five and a six. Oh. Okay. So you are scanning people looking for blood, looking for blood on their hands or their feet or anything like that. And for the most part, you don't like uh, all of the hobbits that Pumpkins is accusing. You don't see any sign on them that they're that they're the culprit. You, so you're you're keeping a weather eye out. But what you finally see is you see a flap of black cloth move around a corner, and you you think, okay, that looks like the robe or the cloak of the figure. And so you grab Pumpkins and you know, pull her around this corner, and you see the figure there in sort of this wide spot, sort of towards the middle of the hay maze. And their, their cloak is sort of covering them. But what you notice as, they, as you come around the corner is they're facing you. And in their hand, they have a lantern. You and don't! 
smash. They throw <gasps> the lantern yeah. on the ground. Oil and flame spreads no. out from it immediately, catching the hay roof. on the ground and the hay bales around you no. on fire. Yeah, that's right. I, I would have, I, I'd say like, because I, I figured it out, so I would have ran to try to like <laughs> totally miss. And then a wall of flame leaps up in front of you. Damn uh, it! Ozzy and Iadar, like you, <laughs> you are all the way on the far side of the maze. <laughs> And you've, you've reached the far side of the maze and you're like, you've not seen anything. When there is a scream and you see flame and smoke leap up from the center of the hay maze. Oh, shit. Oh, can, I, can, can I have that, this one moment with the fire and like the cloak and like Theo yeah. staring and Theo looks like looking at whoever it is and just kind of like respect. <laughs> and you see a shot, like the, the cloak is covering their face, but you see a little bit of, of a, like you see just the shine of their teeth as they smile and then they turn and disappear. Damn, uh, that was good. That was fucking clever. I hate that person, <laughs> but I want to be their friend. No, I'm Idar swears volubly in Sindarin and then uh, turns <laughs> at the explosion and then turns and takes a, a single deep puffing breath and then start sprinting back across the, <laughs> the top of the hay bales again, uh, got, back towards the, fu- the fire in the center. I, I turn a pumpkin and go like, they're going to blame us for this again. I know, it's always fire I with know, us. Fire What's another, the deal? We burn down another thing. And we're gonna get trouble they, they don't it. know. They don't know it was yeah. us. Yeah, we, we got to get out of here. <laughs> we we got to go. We, we gotta got make to sure go. everybody gets out. We yeah. must get everybody out. So I, I, yeah, I would yeah. start yelling like fire, fire, like to try to, you know. The the flames spread very quickly. This hay is all quite dry uh, and there's a lot of it around. Um, and so the flame begins to quickly move and spread out from the center of the maze. And you hear people beginning to, like you hear hobbits beginning to panic and oh. scream. And so you spread out, the four of you spread out and begin to just find people and get them out of the maze, get them to safety, get them away from the fire. Yeah, yeah, Ozzy's like hopping across hay bales and hauling hobbits up. Yes, perfect. Oh, yeah, yeah you re- you're reaching down, scooping them up so that they can then run along the tops of the hay bales. Pumpkins, Theo, you guys are, are moving through, you know, just basically sweeping all of the, the ways you can, trying to yeah. stay ahead of the fire and, and pushing people out. Grab those two people that are making out. Stop making out! There's a fire! <laughs> <laughs> it's getting it's hot in here. It's a different way. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, because of fire. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Idar, I feel like you're running along and using your your spear to to hook people up out of the out of the maze as well. I'm like whack them down and scrape them off on the outside. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it takes uh, it takes a while, but the between the four of you, you manage to sweep the entirety of the maze and get everybody out. Pumpkins and Theo, you stumble out of the opening to the maze just as it collapses, just as it you know fully is engulfed in flame and collapses behind you, and you you sort of stagger and fall in the the square, but with a crowd of people sort of there who are like helping you up and thanking you for getting you like th- thanking the four of you for getting them out of the maze. <sighs> no problem. Yes, we definitely don't know how it started. How strange. Nope, nope. <laughs> we weren't near it at all. Yeah. <laughs> The Aussies on the ground, full gas, like those Tour de France riders after they finish the stage. <laughs> just, just sucking wind. I've got a yes. tiny cup of latte. Would that, if I throw it in your face, is, is that, that, is that like the hat you're wearing? The, the hat looks like one of those Tour de France hats. <laughs> it does. <laughs> you, bleu. He's so tired. The, allez, the allez. Crowd, the, crowd, the crowd brings you. The crowd brings you water, and you know, like. 
you know, water and, and some, some food and stuff like that. And a bucket brigade has been set up to try and keep the flames from spreading much past the hay maze. Luckily the field on one side is, you know, is growing corn. And so, and it's separated from the hay maze by a little bit. And the field on the other side is fallow. So while the hay maze burns and is smoldering and sending up all of this smoke, for the most part, the damage is, is contained. How about the scarecrows? Are they on fire? Because that's that's not an <laughs> that's, image I it's, want. It's more horrifying than it was before. I know <laughs> the worst. As they're like breaking apart. Oh, children of the corn. <laughs> and a bit of a pall has sort of fallen over the, the harvest festival, you know, with this this fire and all this. Like a lot of people are like, well, okay, well, I guess maybe we'll go home. <laughs> and for a moment you think, oh, you know, these poor hobbits, everything's been ruined for them. And that's when that performer, that musician gets up on stage and begins singing and every, and like trying to get the crowd back up. And, and eventually a little bit of a festival mood is, is brought back. The getting everyone out and recovering takes, takes quite a while. And by the time you're able to sort of regroup, it's close to midnight. And in fact, you hear the sound of the bell tolling within Brandy Hall tolling midnight you're all standing together as this bell is tolling and you can hear the bell sort of echoing out from inside the building when all of the lights go out all of the lights in all of the windows of brandy hall immediately go out and all of the lanterns around you all the lamps and all the things that were casting this warm orange glow across the festival they seem to go out but when you look the flames are burning blue mm. oh no I was so <laughs> right about that creepy hobbit. You feel this cold chill run down all of your, your spines. And the lights in the windows of Brandy Hall sort of flare, this blue glow shining out from all of the windows. It's not, it's not on fire burning, right? It's just like the regular lights inside? But it's just blue. light shining from these windows, okay. yeah. And then you hear screams, not from the direction of Brandy Hall, but from the direction of the scarecrow field. Oh, no, I told no. you. No, I ain't even going to go, James. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going that direction. <laughs> when you look, you see the scarecrows are no longer standing in the outstanding in their fields. No. <laughs> Pumpkins, no. get your windows lantern. You see uh, an older hobbit, the hobbit who had come over and had been interested in buying a pumpkin's spiced latte and then had gotten embarrassed. You see him standing near the edge of the field when a spindly pumpkin-headed figure lurches from the corn and falls on him and tears him limb from limb. What? What? Okay, he, if he had had that latte, he would have been able to run a bit faster, I suppose. <laughs> Not the time, pumpkins. Sorry, feeling sorry. a lot less tired right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a wave of scarecrows launch themselves from the field and begin attacking the festival goers. Holy! Law Master, this is sort of a fun, you know, thing we do on our podcast. What are you doing? This is quite horrifying. <laughs> uh, you all, I presume, run towards the oh, danger, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. I was Dinar's thinking about stealth already in motion. I'm running away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You... Theo, Ozzy, and Iadar, you run towards the danger. Pumpkins, you run away from the danger. I was I was checking my stealth my stealth numbers. Uh, yeah, I'm running. I'm yeah, yep. I'm running. I'm running adjacent to the danger. Okay. Okay. I mean, look, right. Iadar is 100 percent terrified right now. 
but his only reaction to any situation is to run at it in spirit. So this is definitely a case where it is not a, it, this is definitely not a case where uh, he is braver than pumpkins. It is simply that he has no other reaction in any situation other than to charge and spear. Yeah. So, so Yadar and Theo, you rush forward, spear out, sword out, ready to try and defend these hobbits. Tell hobbits like, run! Like, I'm trying to save them. I'm like, get out of here! You're trying to get the hobbits out of there. Iadar, you spear one of the scarecrows, and I mean, it's a bag of, it's a, it's a burlap sack full of hay. Your spear goes through it. I'm aiming for the head. Oh, okay. I know what's up. Aim for the pumpkin. Come on. You <laughs> smash the pumpkin head, and the body continues towards you and grapples onto you, wrapping these rough Hey, like these scratchy, rough arms around you. And then another scarecrow comes from the side and latches onto you. And the last thing that you see of Iadar and Theo is them being pulled down under this wave of scarecrows. Pumpkins and Ozzy, you go to turn to run. And that's when another wave comes out of the field from the side. And everything goes dark as you are pulled down as well. As I pull it down, I'm saying, this is very bad for business. <laughs> oh, that is going to mess up the pumpkin's brand, isn't it? I know. Oh, it's one of those. Okay, I see. I see what you did there. And then suddenly you are all clinking mugs in the midst of one of the pavilion tents. <laughs> what? Is this a time-space rip or something? And you all have this moment where you look at each other like you were all smiling and you cheers. And then all of a sudden, all of you are like, what the fuck just happened? I was being torn apart by a pumpkin. I literally yell that out. Damn you, Tom Cruise. <laughs> no, no, another vegetable was doing that, not a pumpkin. <laughs> okay, so we need to go find Fortin Bras and we need to go skewer him right away, right? No, wait. we need to make sure he doesn't do that stupid wait, act. Wait, right? wait, wait, wait. Are we tripping? Yeah, by are, are we tripping, it. or or did that happen? Did you guys, you guys remember that, right? Well, I'm just assuming that it was his creepy magic, and we're going to have to, to, you know. Or we let it happen again, but somebody stands outside the window so that when the person escapes, you can grab them. <laughs> that is true. That that is a good point. That is a very good point. <laughs> or we could not let it happen in the first place. Nah. Mm. Well, um, I'm going to look around. Is there anything different this time? Or is it exactly playing the same? Like, And does anybody else look confused? No. Everybody else around you is looking. It looks exactly the same and is, is there in the midst of this, this festival. Only the four of you seem to have had any indication of what was, what was happening. Is this clinking of the bottles before Fortinbrath came to us? Or is this like after he walked away? This is after he staggered away. Remember, he staggered away. You picked up that mirror from the ground and then uh, Thackeray came <sighs> over with the beers and you cheers. And it's that moment there where you cheers. Yeah. So I'm looking again at the floor. Is there another mirror on the floor or, is, or did I already pick it up? It's in your pocket. <gasps> I pull it out. I want to I roll lore. I pull it out. I'll be like, yeah. uh, guys. Ozzy, give me a lore roll. Yeah. So I'm, so I'm going to be like, dude, Theo, can I see that mirror real quick? Okay. But you have to give it back to me. I stole it fair and square. <laughs> <laughs> You little shit. <laughs> okay, I gotta, I gotta like get ready for this roll. <laughs> Come on, spend a hope, spend a hope. Yeah, Ooh, spend a hope. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Good call. Um, yeah. Okay, okay. Botch. Nope. No. Yes. No. Why do you want to watch? <laughs> I want to, I want to know what it is. Yeah, I'm sorry. 
I just look at myself. I'm like, I'm, I'm just distracted. I take the mirror. I look in it. I'm like, damn. Yeah. I look good. <laughs> Maybe you caught your own muscly arm. And you'll get, Ooh. <laughs> Ozzy's like, I make this look good. I'm like, you do. Yeah. I give it a little blue steel. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, chiseled. It, it does not. It does not strike it. Like it doesn't look familiar. To me. <sighs> we'll try next time. Try again next time. Can, can any of us do it? Or is it just, it just, you have to be trained in it. Yeah, you can go ahead and make the roll. What uh, is it? If you don't have any dots, you will roll only your D12. It's in I'll what? give it a shot. What, I have a bunch it? of dots lore. in lore. I just don't, lore. I don't know why. I don't think I have lore at all. What is riddle? Oh yeah, I don't have anything in lore. That's pointless. Even even with the D12, if I roll the 12, I can't get it. The only thing you could do is you could get a Gandalf. If you roll a 12, then that's an automatic success. Okay. So it's worth, worth trying. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll roll for the 12. A four. <laughs> yep. Oh, Nat four. That, that's all okay. right. <laughs> uh, I, I feel you. Excuse me. Yeah. I just looked at the book and the skill riddle is to represent the ability to draw conclusions from seemingly unconnected scraps of information I have by deducting reasoning or intuition. So I've got three dots in that. So I have can that I try as well. it? <gasps> Let's yeah, both try it. Yeah. I, we'll put on I failed our thinking a lore caps. roll by just a tiny bit. You failed? Okay. Yeah. I actually have a lot of lore. I don't know why. It must come <laughs> with it must come with my class, because that certainly is not yeah. I would not have put dots in it, you know, intentionally. Well, maybe you have lore about salted pork, you know? Yeah. You know? Pork lore? Yes. I made it by one. I made it by one. Okay. I smashed it. I got a 21 out of 14. I got oh. a I got a fi- I got a 15 out of 14. I, oh, I know right. how mirrors work. <laughs> no, I, I got a 15 out of 14. So like I, I made it barely. Theo and Pumpkins, you both look at each other and you're both like, oh, yeah, we're in a time loop because of this mirror. Like, oh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> but Pumpkins, you look at it and you're like, huh, this mirror kind of looks like you're, you're kind of like putting pieces together in your mind. And you're like, huh, this mirror looks kind of like that crown that that barrel white was wearing on its head way back in the day when we w- went into that barrow. I wonder if oh this is. Oh my gosh. Yes. Angmarian. What a show. Yeah. Remember that's what he said? <laughs> what a show. What oh, a the, show. The, the, the first, the first guy we, the first guy we met. Yeah. I, yeah. When I tried to steal the, when we like try to steal something, right? Yeah, yeah. We were trying to steal the broken Palantir. That's it. Yeah. <clears throat> the seeing stone. Hey, all of you, this reminds me, Theo, maybe you will remember. I think you and I were the only ones there. Um, the crown worn by the scary Barrow White. Yeah, we fought a Barrow White. Be impressed, the two of you, tall men. Um, <laughs> yeah, we did. Uh, high five. High five. We high five. <laughs> Pretty cool. Um, the, so perhaps perhaps this is an enchanted scary mirror that creates a time loop. But is it like a time loop from the moment I picked it up? Or is it a time loop like what? Like, oh. So should we just break it? No. <laughs> I don't want to get eaten by the things again. Oh, only when we get the good ending. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So then we should go kill Fortinbras. Well, he had it, or at least I think he had it. He yeah. was here. Maybe we got to go talk to him. I don't think he's in any condition to talk. Or if anything, he's in the condition to talk really well. Yeah. <laughs> like he'll tell Let's us go get him. the truth. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I'm questioning whether he can put three words together well good for him i have a i have a tincture for that it's me dumping a bunch of cold water over his stupid head so <laughs> <laughs> okay let's go do it yeah 
so you know that his assistant was leading him backstage um, when when you when he left from where you guys are. So you make your way into Brandy Hall and make your way back around to the sort of backstage area, the back end of the hall. And there you find an older hobbit sitting on a stool by the door. He says, oh, hang on there. No, no. This, is, this area is only for performers. Sorry, no admittance. Oh, we're performers. Oh, you. I don't yeah. see you on the list here. What's your What's your act? Well, these two tall men juggle the two of us. I'm going to try and persuade <laughs> persuade this guy to let us through. Yeah, give it. We're doing a big people act. Big. <laughs> Look how hot they both are. I mean, what more do you need? I mean, they're <laughs> they're 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 quite average, but okay, you know, calm down. <laughs> calm down. <laughs> Theo just can't let it happen. If this doesn't work, I I'm just... going to just throw this guy into the. Come on, so. Ozzy! Don't tell me another bad one. Come on, Ozzy, what'd you get? Eight. All right, maybe <laughs> stop, stop using oh. stop using the thing. I, I get dice. Two D six. Yeah, I gotta I gotta find her a different roller for sure. <laughs> you maybe. try to persuade this guy. Um and he's like, Oh no, no, I know the juggling acts, and I know you're not them. <laughs> Eodar leans down with his spear across his back so that it like slams ominously into the wood frame of the door behind him and picks the hobbit up with one hand and says, Hey now, little friend, I normally respect your small statured kindred, but uh, we are in a metamagist physical magical predicament and I don't have time to be polite about this. And he finds, is there like a, I don't know, a coat hanger or a uh, something I can... There's a broom closet. I will go into the broom closet and hook his belt loop on the highest shelf, on the the edge of the highest shelf. So he's stuck up there and then just be like, very sorry, no disrespect intended, small one. (laughs) Is this the darkest timeline, you guys? (laughs) (laughs) The indignity. And you close the door to the... Oh, I love that. Uh, that's such, such a good line, James. That's such a good line. The <laughs> indignity. <laughs> Close the door. He's okay. Have you have a monster wedgie in the morning. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so you pass into the backstage area and you make your, you sort of creep down, down some hallways. Anybody who wants to give me an awareness roll? Sure. Oh, it's a favorite skill for me. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I think awareness is for me too. Oh, no. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Oh no. Gandalf rune? Oh shit. Look what Jude got. Gandalf and two sixes? Oh my god. A Gandalf and two sixes. That is wow. a perfect roll. Poor yeah. Ozzy. He has to I've watch everybody. Too much time in the gym and not enough in the library. That's obvious. <laughs> <laughs> Needs to get an eye test. So okay. So obviously Eodar <laughs> passed. Pumpkins, Theo, Ozzy, how'd you do? No, I I out of I got a 14 out of 18, so no. Okay. I also failed. I love that it's okay. me who gets this right. Like, yeah. <laughs> Look at Zeke's face. What happened? It's <laughs> so sad. Oh, I, no. I, I even rolled it with a hope and I got a 13 and I needed no. this. Oh my God. <laughs> Sweetie. <laughs> All right. So you are creeping backstage trying to find Fortinbras' dressing room. And Iadar, you overhear a voice. You hear a voice saying, 
no, no, Fortinbras, it's it's quite all right. I'm it's I'm sure that that what happened uh, a year ago can't possibly happen again. I mean, I know that you did that trick, and yes, your assistant did disappear. Um, but it's not even on the the agenda this year. I mean, how could you possibly do anything quite as bad as that? There's no possible way you can. Okay, I'm going to go. I'll leave you to get ready for the show. Um, uh, and here I'll just put some refreshments here on the table for you if you need any. And I'll I'll catch up with you very soon. I just have to make sure that everything is it's quite all right for the show. You hear the sound of a door opening and closing. Where is this coming from? Further down the hall, around a corner. I will literally sprint around the corner. It's like two steps. Yeah. You sprint around the corner and you find Fortinbras's assistant like in the middle of locking the, the dressing room door. I kick the door in. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> <laughs> and the door slams open and you see Fortinbras inside. He's like, he's trying to pour wine into a cup uh, and then he, he like misses and pours on the table and he looks at it and he's like, mm, and then he just starts drinking out of the bottle. Uh, I will... Smash the bottle with my spear. Ugh. What'd you do that for? I was drinking that. Yeah, why'd you do that for? Explain yourself, villain! <laughs> the rest of you come and you're like in the doorway. Oh, what are you talking about? Possessed scarecrows? Murder? What? Magic trinkets? This is yours doing, Fortin Bras. We don't all share that feeling. <laughs> that sounds that sounds cool. I don't have a trick like that though. I have a question for the group. Yeah. Hey, BP. Hello, Fortin Brass. Who's who? What sort of assistant would push a man to do another scary thing, and you know that went terribly wrong last time, and put a bunch of wine in front of him when he has a known drinking problem already? Yeah. This doesn't a- sound like a very good assistant. I would like to find the a death-defying escape. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that does seem suspicious. It does. <laughs> I, uh, I listen to podcasts about true true crime. <laughs> true crime campfire tales. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree with all that. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Looking at um, the assistant. He's not there. Bastard. You all went into the room and he was out in the hallway and he's no longer in the hallway. What? Find him. I'm going to go find him. Yeah, I'm going to go look for the guy. Hold on. I grab Theo and I start like pawing around in his pockets for the mirror. No, 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 no. I grab it out of a pocket and show it to Fortinbras. What is this? Explain it. Oh, man, I look terrible. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yes, you do. But explain the mirror, not your absolutely atrocious appearance and personal hygiene. And I say this as someone who currently smells like horse and road. So my standards are low. I tell <laughs> he looks up at the mirror and he's like, I mean, it's pretty clearly Angmarian, but I've never seen it before. Can I have it? No, no, absolutely not. I uh, say no immediately. <laughs> no. And I, I like grab it out of Edar's hand. Like, no, no, he cannot. <laughs> Where'd you get your current assistant? Oh, well, after my last assistant disappeared, he was... The only one who was willing to do the job. Oh, that is so fucking fishy. But where'd you get him? Where'd he show up? Oh, I was performing in Hobbiton, and he just was there. And he said, oh, you know, I think your close-up magic is so cool. It's like the dessert of magic. Oh, my God. This guy's totally the bad guy because that's a lie. (laughs) And then he was like, hey, I want to get into magic. And he'll join my show. Hmm. 
I'm looking outside the hallway and looking for the. He's not there. Yeah, I know he's not there. Oh, God. I kind of want to go look and and like check out the casket. Oh, okay. That's a good one. So I want to know, like, I want to know, was the knife in there before he got lowered into it? So you slip away from the group and you make your way onto the stage. Like from backstage, it's very easy for you to get out onto the stage. The coffin is there behind the curtain. Um, and you go over and and inspect it. And not being that worried about messing up the show, you just pull the front of it open and you're, you're taking a look <laughs> at it. And a year ago, you probably wouldn't have seen this, but you've been doing a lot of carpentry. You've been doing a lot of renovation work. <laughs> oh, All of that right? stuff. You've got sort of an innate sense for craftsmanship at this point. As you are inspecting the interior of the, of the casket, you notice that there is uh, a panel on the back that is a slightly different colored wood than the rest of the, the casket. And there's another one on the floor uh, of a similar color. You reach out with your toe, you touch the panel, like you press on the panel on the floor, and the panel in the back Ooh. of the casket springs open and a knife like juts out. So if someone were in this coffin and stepped on the panel, this spring-loaded mechanism would stab a knife into their back. And then Ooh. as you watch, the knife sort of drops down and the, the mechanism is it you know shuts back into the, the hidden panel. Ooh, clever. Mm-hmm. Clever. While he's doing this, I am going to take I just like bundle Fortinbras under my arm and take him outside. <laughs> I'm going to find a barrel of water. Uh-huh. And I'm just going to hold him by his ankles and dunk him in the bottle of water. And I'm basically going to waterboard him until he sobers up a little bit. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, being as this is a fantasy world, that is a inefficient way to sober someone up rapidly. Yes. Absolutely. So you go, you find a rain barrel and you begin dunking him. Pumpkins and Theo, what are you doing? I am looking for the assistant because I'm like, I think it's the assistant for sure. Okay. Oh, I'm just doing the same thing, but I'd like to do it. I never have used this yet, but I have something, a virtue called the art of disappearing, which is if a situation offers the opportunity to sneak off, make a stealth roll. And basically I can like completely disappear if I don't fuck up oh. this role. So I kind of want to look for him. Why don't but I, I have that? Oh. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so I want to do this really stealthily so that, you know, if Theo's looking, like I don't want this guy to know I'm looking too. Okay. Pumpkins, you make your stealth roll to see if you disappear. And then both of you give me scan rolls to search for this guy. Oh, okay. Yes, I did it. And I got a six with a Tanguar. And it, it says spend one Tanguar. To simply disappear. So I disappear. I disappear. (laughs) (laughs) So pumpkins, you, you get, you get scarce and then begin sort of creeping around looking for this guy. Theo, how did your roll go? Um, so I got like, if it's the same number, I got a four, it's 14 and I got 14. Does that count or is that nice? Nice. That yeah. Meter, meter beat. So you, you do it. So the two of you begin searching for this guy. You, Theo, sort of like moving around a little bit more overtly and pumpkins, you sort of creeping around trying to find, trying to find him sort of through secret means. Um, Theo, you are moving through these tunnels. Like basically you follow, there's only one way this guy could have gone. If he didn't go out on stage and Ozzy went out on stage and he wasn't there. So there's only one way this guy could have gone, which is down sort of into the basements of Brandy Hall. And so you are moving through these tunnels, looking in like storerooms and stuff like that, trying to find where this guy is. When you see a figure in a black cloak step out and cross a hallway into another room. Okay, I'm going to stop and then stealthily try to creep up on that, uh, the, the door that that cloak person went into. Okay. I have stealth. 
Yeah. Give me a stealth roll. It can't be the assistant. Oh, oh, I got a 12. I got a 12. That's a Gandalf. Yeah, a 12 okay. so far. <laughs> and Please someone success. screenshot Deke's face. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but it, it can't be the assistant. The assistant was on stage. Yeah, but all, the person just has to step on it, and then it stabs them. Right. No, 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 I get that. But, like, the assistant like can't be the person that escaped out the window. Could it be? I mean... No, this is yeah, on stage. definitely on stage when Pumpkin lowering, saw the lowering Thornton Bros into the the casket. It's a red herring, but I'm going to follow the red herring. <laughs> <laughs> so you you go to the doorway and you you look inside. Yes, yeah, so I got a twelve plus six and then a four. So oh, that's so a the Gandalf room that you and that the Gandalf room yeah. and the Tangwar. So that's like an epic success. So basically, you creep up to this this doorway completely silent. And you look inside, and basically the room that you're looking into is essentially the loading dock at the back of, of Brandy Hall. And you see two figures in black cloaks unloading, like with, there is a cart, there's a, a large wagon with being pulled by two ponies, which is pulled up to this loading dock. And you can see that the outside of this, this cart is decorated in like paper cutouts of pumpkins and things like that. This is clearly the missing wagon from the Haunted Hayride. Oh, what? And as you watch, these figures are unloading something out of the back of this this wagon. Mm. Yes. You are also creeping through the basements completely silently. You split off at one of the hallways from Theo and you're making your way through. When you come to, you hear a voice from one of the rooms and you creep your way up and you like perch down by the door and you're listening and inside you hear a voice saying it's only a matter of time now don't worry sister I will make him pay for what he did to you and you will return to us oh the brother of Camellia Brandybuck is within (laughs) this very room I say to myself quietly Eodar you dunk Fortinbras into (laughs) the barrel uh, and he comes up sputtering still like and you dunk him again and he comes up and he's like coughing up water you dunk him one more time and then you pull him out and set him back on his feet just dripping in water and he says oh thanks I needed that hey buddy Uh, so things have gotten complicated here today boy howdy he like Eodar looks around and realizes that he's the only one here yeah. <laughs> and he's trying to figure out how to explain this. <laughs> and it's just like, uh, so there was scarecrows and they came to life. Accent. And uh, there was a guy in a cloak and we all died. And then we all came I don't back. know what you're talking about. Are you <laughs> drunk too? Can I have no. some more wine? No. We've already done this evening, and then we all died, and it reset because of that mirror. Huh. And we think your assistant is is behind it, I guess. Andy? Andy Brandybuck? <laughs> Why do I know that name Brandybuck? <laughs> Somebody, I, I heard know. another hobbit talking about a Brandybuck earlier today. Something about a girl that went missing that was named a Brandybuck? Oh, yeah. My undying shame. I made Camellia Brandybuck disappear, and I couldn't bring her back. <laughs> Pretty much the worst thing a magician could do. <laughs> oh. So are there, like, a lot of Brandybucks, or are they, like, raided? 
at this point, the camera pans back and the room that you're in is uh, one of the like dining halls. And on the wall is a massive family tree of the Brandybuck family. <laughs> 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 like zooms into like the. <laughs> okay. So there's a lot of Brandybucks. Holy shit. <laughs> he pissed off a big family. So did you ever consider that maybe Andy didn't have pure motives? Since you maybe killed his cousin, niece, aunt, sister, mom, grandma, daughter, female relation. He kind of thinks for a moment and he's like, oh, shit. And we cut away. (laughs) (laughs) Ozzy, what are you doing? So I want to make sure no one gets killed by this thing. So real quick, before doing anything else, Ozzy like takes out his meat cleaver and like steps on the plate and then this knife pops out and he like jumps back and tries to whack it but it like whack-a-moles <laughs> you know like <laughs> pops back in so finally he takes out his butcher block shield holds it in front steps on the thing whack, and then like Bonk. cuts off the knife nice <laughs> smart hey free knife yeah, so, um, but now I'm kind of at a, <laughs> right extra weapon yeah now I'm kind of at a dead end here I'm gonna wander around and try and find a black cloaked figure or a buddy. Okay. So you go <laughs> creeping off into the tunnels. I, I need a friend. <laughs> yeah. Theo, you are watching these two cloaked figures unloading something very large from the back of this wagon, this haunted hayride wagon. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are very stealthy, so they don't know that you're there. What are you doing? I'm going to try to creep in closer to get a better view. Either go up to see what they're moving or, or like, depending on what the, the terrain looks like. Okay. So you creep into the room, this loading dock, and you slip behind some crates, which are there, like some, some boxes of wine, which are there on the, the side of the loading dock. And you watch as they unload this thing. Like, it's very long, but very thin, like very skinny. And as they pull it out of the, the wagon, it's covered in a cloth. A part of the cloth sort of gets caught and pulls. And you see that it is a large stand-up mirror, sort of this sort of man-sized uh, it would be a freestanding round mirror. Mm-hmm. And they quickly, you know, one of them, uh, and quickly like covers it back up with the cloth and they they maneuver it down off of the wagon. They begin moving it back into the, you know, towards the exit from the loading dock. Huh. Like why would they, the mirror? Yeah, mirror is weird. The bit of it that you did see was also silver and did it look like similar my, to the hand mirror. My hand mirror? Okay. Yeah, so maybe similar. like that's like the trigger? I'm going to watch them go out and then try to follow them, see where they're going. Okay. You creep out into the hallway. You begin to follow them. And you, you know, you follow them down, down the hallway. They turn and they go into a room or, or they make for one of the rooms. Pumpkins, you are crouched down by this room. You peek inside and you see Fortinbras's assistant standing in this room where this sigil has been drawn on the ground. And there are like candles. It's very clearly like a ritual site. And there's a spot in the the center of this where something should be but isn't there. And then you hear the sound of people approaching. Oh, uh, no. I slip quietly and stealthily into the room and I hide behind some barrels or something that they have in there. Okay. You slip into the room. And a moment later through the doorway, you see two cloaked figures moving a very large covered object towards the doorway. Ozzy, you are 
wandering around the hallways downstairs. And just like walking along. You come around a you come around a corner and there are two cloaked figures carrying a large object into a room. Oh shit. Pumpkins, Theo, you are completely hidden. You're in stealth mode. You're like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna see what's going on here. And then Ozzy just comes around the corner. Fucking shit. <laughs> there you guys. Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> they, they stop and they look and one of them's like, uh. And then they put down the object and both pull swords and they pull their hoods back, revealing two orcs. And what? they charge towards Ooh. you, Ozzy. Oh, crap. Uh. <laughs> There's a bunch of stuff in this room, right? Like it's a loading dock? Well, this is actually the hallway. So you've passed the loading dock. This is the room, the hallway outside the room where they were taking this mirror. I was totally gonna roll a craft and see if I could build like a defensive area. Um. <laughs> Tears in the kingdom style. Yeah. I think I'm just gonna run two orcs, no way. <laughs> okay. You turn and you begin to run uh, the other direction. Oh, you know what? You know what I'm gonna do? You know what I'm gonna do? <clears throat> I'm gonna shout for Eodar Lesperian! <laughs> <laughs> you are trying to explain to Fortinbras what happened, but you're not really like you're not really able to put to put into words what happened, and he's not understanding. So you guys have been spent just spent the last like 10 minutes going back and forth talking to each other when you hear Ozzy screaming your name from down one of the hallways. I throw Fortinbras over my shoulder, ah. fireman carry style, <laughs> put my spear over the other shoulder, haunch low, and just charge out the door, <laughs> like slide, drift my ass out to make the turn, and then start plowing towards, the, towards where I heard the sound coming from. Okay. You charge towards the sound. Ozzy, you are running one way down the hall, when you hear the sound of light elf tread coming towards you, and then skidding around a corner is this massive, tall, wide elf with a hobbit over one shoulder and a sword and a spear over the other, charging directly at you. So I'm gonna I'm gonna scream, I'm gonna shout Eonar! and run the other way. <laughs> And Idar, you see Ozzy running towards you. He screams and turns, and then you see the two orcs behind him. I will release Fortinbras. <laughs> so just huck him over my shoulder. Ah! I am going to jump. Wait, hold on. We're in a hobbit hole. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm going to make an athletics check to frog hop over Ozzy as, he, as I go past him. Mm -hmm. and not end my family line as I do it. <laughs> All right, go for it. Oh, oh, the indignity. 18. <laughs> so I am, I am not unelfed by this maneuver. Mm -hmm. And then I will bellow in a voice that carries to every corner of Buck Hall. And then I will absolutely spear the almighty Christ out of this orc. Give me a spears roll. <laughs> this is the one thing I'm real good at. 
That is a hit. But it's a hit. That is five damage. Uh, no fancy pantsy piercing or anything like that, because that was the worst roll I've done tonight that succeeded. <laughs> All right. You spear this, you spear this orc, but it's a glancing blow. It's hard, like your usual move would have been a big leap and then a thrust, you know, a downward thrust that would have pinned this orc to the ground. But you have to really keep yourself from leaping too high to not brain yourself on the low ceiling of Brandy Hall. And so you manage a hit, but it's not a great hit. Yeah, I mean, I'm basically doing a Superman straight down the hallway. I have very yeah. much less force than I'm accustomed to. So you clip the orc, but it manages to sidestep it and comes at you with the sword. <laughs> okay, well, I rolled the Eye of Sauron, which as the lore master is an automatic success. Ooh. Oh, no. And I get to attack. So you will take four endurance damage but it's also a possible piercing blow. Oh so, no. What is your protection from your armor? My protection from my armor is one. Okay. So roll one d12 plus one d6 against a 16. Oh, no, 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 baby. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, that is a four. Oh, what's up with the fours today? <laughs> I, I did not pass. So, Ozzy, you you run. Eodar jumps over your head and then tries to spear one of these orcs. The orc shrugs off the hit and then stabs his sword to the hilt into Eodar. And the last thing that you see is Eodar falling to his knees, his blood pouring out onto the floor, and then... Clink, you're all clinking yeah. mugs again. I didn't like he that. He's in the halls of Mandos or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, which one of you guys died? Yeah, which one of you died? Because I was hiding. <laughs> I was doing really well. Yeah. Uh, I'm no, I mean, like, Edar is screaming, holding his stomach, like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, all okay, right. Okay, so it was Ida. So <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be like, all right, uh, that sucks. I'm sorry, Idar. But so there's there's like two guys. Fuck it off, Idar. He's oh, fine. Baby. There's not even a scratch on him. His beer stein is shaking. Like, <laughs> like you're you're fine. We were all eaten by by pumpkins. It can't be worse. All right. Ooh, sounds pleasant to me. Uh, I'm sorry, what? Uh, or torn apart now, by pumpkin. Here. Let's no, no, all give it, what information have we learned, that's, right? That's what I was saying, like, there, there were two cloaked guys. I was following Orcs. them, and they were carrying a bigger mirror, uh, kind of like this one. The, the, those guys were orcs, and they have swords. Ooh. And... The 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 assist. It must be having to do with the assistant, Fortinbras's assistant, because he is the brother of Camellia Brandybuck, the the girl who went missing ah, last year. And he girl. was in a room with a scary sigil on the ground, but it looked like they needed something for the sigil. I don't know what it was. Possibly well, a them, giant mirror. Yeah, probably the giant mirror. Oh, or something else they were bringing in. I felt pretty cool about my like trapdoor discovery, but it seems kind of. <laughs> 
No, go ahead. Circus what did you learn, now. Aussie? No, come on, Aussie. Come on. No, no, tell us about the part how you use a shield to stop it. Go and tell us. Yeah, tell us about that. I very expertly disassembled the death trap coffin. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yes, Yay. yes. So the, the knife was already in the coffin and it's a little trapdoor thingy, pressure plate. So is it the, still disassembled or does it reset when the timeline resets? My bet is it resets. Okay. And hopefully we didn't hang anybody from their pants. I mean, that's that's pretty, <laughs> Ozzy, that's kind of messed up. I mean, Ozzy, you're not supposed to reveal a magician's tricks. I mean, that's kind of, <laughs> you're, you're breaking, you're kind of breaking the code there, bro. It's the trick that killed the magician. I don't think it was his trick. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying like, you know, I just like. <laughs> uh, so let's, let, let's go kill that assistant. Let's, let's go do that. Uh, well, I, no, don't we got to figure out why? I mean, obviously we know why. Let's just go but... to the loading dock. Yeah, let's go to let's go mess up that sigil on the floor too so that they can't bring all of the shit to life. I can finally use my craft thing and we can build a big trap. Yeah. It'll be like Scooby Doo. Yeah. You right. meddling hobbits? <laughs> yeah. I really got away with it too. <laughs> all right. So where are you going? James is like, you guys missed a huge clue. I'm the big blonde idiot, so I guess that means I need a net. <laughs> okay, you guys, I'm going to go upstairs and I'm going to play dumb, okay? Maybe someone else who wants to play dumb, who is dumb, could come with me as well. <laughs> and we could just, we could make sure that the assistant doesn't come down. Oh, like stall? Oh, yeah. I definitely can't play that dumb. No, no, I wasn't meaning you, my dear. <laughs> we need you downstairs. <laughs> All right, so you want me to come with you then? Yeah, like, come with me, Thea, just in case. Yeah, not to play down, but to, you know, that's not why you're picking me, right? No, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Pumpkins and Theo, you guys are going to head upstairs to stall the... Uh, assistant. To stall the assistant. And then Ozzy and Iadar, where are you guys going? Are you going to the loading dock? Yeah, we're going inter- to yeah, intercept yep. the, the wagon and try and get the big mirror, I guess. Yeah, that's the plan. Okay, perfect. All right. So we cut to Pumpkins and Pumpkins and Theo. You hear Andy Brandybuck's voice saying, oh, it couldn't possibly be as bad as the last time when your assistant disappeared and never came back. Here's some wine. And then leaving the room. And he steps outside, he locks the door, and then he turns around and he sees the two of you standing in the hallway. Oh, oh my. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Oh. Um, We're super excited about that magic trick show today. Yeah, we are such big fans of magic, aren't we, Theo? Oh, yes. We'd like to start up. We we just we want to learn everything you could teach us. We're we're gonna do our own act, you see. Yep. Oh, that's 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 very very good. Um, unfortunately, we're very busy preparing for the show. We need to make sure all of the uh all of the magic is ready. So, um, if you could just um, have to to get on, and and of course, Fortinbras needs his 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 quiet and his his solitude to prepare the magical energies oh, before yeah. the show. So, uh. If, if, you, if you'll excuse me. I, I, like, as he's walking, I'm going to be walking, like, side by side with him. Be like, I'm just, like, wondering, like, what makes you so into magic? I mean, to choose, you know, Fortinbras as your uh, mentor, um, it's, a, it's an interesting choice. <laughs> yes, Fortinbras is, he's a, he's a, he's a great, great hobbit. Really just... Such a great hobbit. I mean, really, it's an honor to to it's an honor to to work with him every day. It's really been great. Yeah. So, how long have you guys been working together? Oh, for the better part of a possibly the better part of a year. You know, um, 
ever since his his last assistant had that, you know, one that scandalous disappearance, I've been his assistant. Now, if you'll excuse me, I, I really do wait, need wait, to go wait. prepare what, the show. And I'm just going to stall. Like, so like, wh- what assistance? Yeah. What happened? While, while Theo is talking to him, can I sneak back and break into the room? Yes, you absolutely okay. can. Give me a stealth roll so okay. that he doesn't notice. Okay, 14. Okay, so I did hit it. I okay. did hit it. Whew. So you, you sneak back, you jimmy the lock to the door, and you slip inside the dressing room. Okay, I just want to wake, just wake him up and be like, get out of here, go somewhere else. Oh. Now. Oh, hey, PP. Yep. Yes. Hello. Hello. We've done this before. We don't have time for this right now. Okay. I need you to go outside and dunk yourself in the thing of water three times. Go on. Now. Go. <laughs> you, you push him out the door and he staggers off down the hallway like, what the hell is going on? And he just goes off. He disappears down the hallway. Okay. Now, can I run to the basement? Yeah. So you head down to the basement. Gotcha. Ozzy and Iadar, you are... In the loading dock. Are you hiding in the loading dock? Are you just standing at the loading dock? What are you doing? Is the cart already here? It is not. I am going to climb up up the hill a little bit. So I am on the hill above where the cart will come in. So when it rolls in, I am going to jump from the top of the hill onto the cart. Because I am an elf without subtlety. (laughs) All right. And Ozzy, what about you? I'm I'm building a cart caption contraption. Cart catching contraption. Uh-huh. Um, that's gonna have some, you know, just whatever I find there. It's uh, crates, boxes to fall down over these orcs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you give me a craft roll? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're basically MacGyver. MacGyver. Yeah. Here we go. Success. Nice. Wow. Yay. And thank goodness for that Gandalf rune. <laughs> <laughs> So you ring up a a cart catching contraption and just as you're finishing the last, just as you're putting the last pin in this cart catching contraption, the haunted hayride wagon being driven by two cloaked figures comes around the corner and begins to approach the loading loading dock. Okay, Eodar, wait. (laughs) (laughs) It crosses the, the, uh, it crosses the trip mechanism for the cart catching contraption and there is a sproing sound and a two by four juts through both wheels, both front wheels, basically catching in the spokes of both front wheels. And the cart immediately grinds to a halt and like skids the back, you know, fishtails out and skids out. And Iodar, you may. I land in the back of the cart with a loud thud. Who's driving the cart? The two cloaked figures. They're both sitting on the driver's seat. I land in the cart behind them. And without giving any warning whatsoever, I skewer the first one fr- from the back. <laughs> there is a screech and a gasp as three feet of spear project from the, the chest of this, this hooded figure, who then slumps over, clearly dead. The other one begins to turn like surprise at what just happened. I whip my spear to the right and knock that other hooded figure out of the cart with his compatriot's body, whipping the corpse off the end of my spear and then leap off the cart after him. (laughs) There is a moment where we see a dust cloud with legs and uh, symbols popping out of it, and then both of the orcs are dead. Nice. Helpful. That was very good. Teamwork! (laughs) I'm I'm speechless. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I'm good at one thing. It's certainly not carrying messages. 
It's <laughs> certainly not figuring things out. I missed it a little bit because I was recounting my die because that's how big of a deal like a successful roll was. Did my contraption <laughs> stop the cart or did it break before it got to the contraption? No, your contraption <laughs> stopped it. Yes. Okay. Yay! <laughs> I'm just like I, like I reach I reach over my own shoulder and pat myself on the back. That's why I said teamwork. You stopped the cart at the right time, and then I got down there and, and killed them. Uh, so what do we what do we what do we have here? I think we got to check this mirror out, right? Like we got to just yeah. All right. There's no delay. So we got to yeah, check you, this mirror. You two go back and begin to uncover the mirror. Did I not land straight on the mirror? It's in the back of the cart, but you didn't land on it. Oh, that would have been more fun. <laughs> <laughs> you like broke Theo, it. Theo yeah. you are still stalling this, this assistant. And finally, Andy Brandybuck is like, listen, I really need to go. Could you please excuse me? And he tries to like push, push you away to, to make his escape. Okay. So I don't know what's going on. So I'll be like, oh, I I'm sorry. And say so when he does that, I I'm going to like, kind of like fumble his hand and then like try to trip him. So like, so, so it looks like he falls. Like, you know, like uh -huh. basically like a oops. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a swords. Like, so basically you're making an unarmed attack on him. Make your, uh, you see how you have swords. You have three dots and swords. So roll 1d12 plus 2d6 because you're making an unarmed attack. Basically you'll roll one less die than your highest combat proficiency. That'd still be that 18, that stupid 18. Yeah. You'll have to hit an 18. So feel free to use up to two hope if you need. So how, and then I just say I need one hope. Yeah, so if you're spending, uh, for each hope you spend, you get an extra D6. So if you spend two, you'll get two extra D6. Okay, I'll, I think I'll spend, I'll spend two. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, cool. Nine so far. Another six, two sixes and a nine. So I think that's already... Nice. And those two sixes <laughs> make it basically like an epic success. So you like fumble him and you you stick your foot out, you trip him and he takes a tumble and because he was sort of like reaching out to push you back, he's like completely off balance and he falls and he hits his head on the doorknob of one of the oh, doors shit. as he's going down I and he's him. out cold. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's still alive, but he is out cold. I, well I'm like done. this, I, I do that. I'm like, damn, I'm good. <laughs> and I look around, nobody, no, nobody saw it. Ah. <laughs> and then I'm going to grab him. And take him someplace else. And tie him up. Yeah. <laughs> you put him in the same broom closet with the guard that Iadar, again, in this timeline, has hung up in the broom closet. And then you make your way downstairs, too. So I'm going to tie him up. And yeah, or should, or should I bring him with me? Nah, nah I guess I wouldn't bring him. Should I bring him with me? You drag yeah. him down to the dock. It's up to you. I'm going to, I'm going to drag him down. Yeah. I'm going to drag him down there because okay. like, I, I want you... us to find out what's going on. So like, why put yeah. him there and then go there, you know? So you begin dragging him downstairs. Pumpkins, Thunk. you Thunk. you make Thunk. your way yeah, downstairs. Just the feet. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going? I was going to go to that room with the sigil. I don't know if you remember, but my golds are very good at getting rid of sigils. So I was going to do like a breaking a gourd apart and like try to, you know, rub it okay. on the floor. Get rid of that yeah. sigil. So you take the, yeah, so you get down to that room and yeah, the sigil is already prepared on the floor. It's written in like this, this sort of thick chalk. And yeah, you take out some gourds, you begin scrubbing the sigil and you're, you're most of the way through scrubbing it. Um, when you hear the sound of the fighting from the loading dock, which is not far away. Uh oh, uh oh, oh no, <laughs> I don't want to, oh, that's not good. I poke my head out the door and see what they're doing. Hello, <laughs> so, are you all right out here? 
Yeah. So Ozzy and Iadar have dispatched the orcs and they're examining the mirror out in the back of this cart. Oh, look at that spook through that cart. Who did that? Good job. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the craftsmanship on it. That's really good. <laughs> Nary a better laid trap. I mean, I think we either need Thornton Brass to tell us what this stuff is and or a lore check on the mirror to figure out what it is. Yeah. So give me a lore check um, or a riddle check. Ooh, riddle. I choose riddle. <laughs> Because <laughs> um, it's got a little square thing, right? So that means I get to roll two yep. and take the higher. 2d12 and take the better. Yep. Great auto success. <gasps> <gasps> Yay! <laughs> uh, yeah. So you look at this. You you had looked at the small mirror before and it didn't really, didn't really do anything to you. But having successfully stopped this cart, you are suddenly feeling a little <laughs> bit more like the, like the hero that you you are trying to be and it jogs something in your in your mind as you look at this mirror it's clearly the mirror is clearly also angmarian similar in detail to the hand mirror that theo has and as you look at it you see that there is in the center so it's around it's like an oval shaped mirror with this really finely filigreed frame but in the very center at the top of this frame is an empty space where the filigree stops and there's just sort of a gap and a small bracket. And you immediately are like, oh, that hand mirror will fit perfectly into that spot. Theo! I, I, I don't know what you guys expect. I ain't, I'm not Theo! giving that back. I'm not giving it back. <laughs> <laughs> Shit's mine. So, you dark. Pumpkins. <laughs> so pumpkins, you you are they like basically you the three of you are on the loading dock looking at this mirror. And that's when Theo, you drag. Andy Brandybuck, the unconscious body of Andy Brandybuck down to the loading dock. Oh, you killed Ooh. him. Good job. <laughs> I, I didn't kill him. I knocked him out very, very well. Good. Oh, well, that's good, good too. Good, 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 good. Well, because like, don't we want to know what's going on? <laughs> yes. Oh, well, I suppose. Yeah. We want to know how to break the cycle. Oh, I yeah, want to know what's going on too, you hear Fortinbrasse as he uh, emerges from the hallway as well. Oh, good. What did I say? <laughs> no, no, this is I dunked my head. I'm feeling better now. Uh, oh good. I was actually <laughs> I was actually worried he was walking into the trap and he was about to get killed. <laughs> Cuz 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 Ozzy didn't dis- didn't take it apart this time. Oh no. <laughs> uh you go take a look at this mirror thingy and figure out what it is he was doing. Uh did you take did you scrub all the sigils, pumpkin? Oh, me. Yeah, yes, yeah. I did scrub. Sorry, I was I was marveling at Ozzy's muscles again. Sorry. Um, yes, <laughs> yes, I did. Both. I scrubbed the <laughs> I scrubbed them out. Yes. So should we just put the mirror in and see what happens? It's very exciting. Uh, well, let's see what Fortinbras has to say, but yeah, sure. So he looks the mirror up and down. He takes a few minutes. He opens up the book on his on his belt and he reads through it a little bit. And he's like, Oh, that's pretty dastardly. And basically he explains to you that, yes, this is some kind of Angmarian, like this is the product of Angmarian sorcery, something created by the Witch King of Angmar and his, then the triumvirate, you know, basically created by the triumvirate of, of Angmar, the Witch King and his, his terrible associates. And what he tells you is that based on the designs and the, the frame and all that, this seems to be some kind of conduit to the Wraith world. Hmm. And like which the is ring, ring wraiths? 
Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And he says that this is, and, and you know, you, you sort of explain to him the things that you learned from the last couple of times that the brother was trying to maybe get his sister back. And he says, oh yeah, that would make sense. Basically he explains that like when he did the spell, he may have accidentally sent Camellia to the Wraith world. Oh, what? Um, Dude. And why would this you do that? could be a way to get her back. Although her being put, her being there for this long probably means that she's been corrupted terribly. And yeah, you know, if she did come back out, if she did come back out through the right, through the mirror, oh, that'd be pretty bad. That would pretty much tear open a conduit to there. And those wraiths, well, they like inhabiting things like scarecrows. So that could be what you guys are talking about. So you just, you're just going to leave her in there then? There's no, no well, way to no. do anything here? We can't if, try? It's actually probably worse than that. If we don't go, if we don't uh, deal with what's going on right now, um, <laughs> these wraiths are probably going to tear a, a hole in the world anyways and suck all of us into the wraith world too. So uh, probably the best thing to do is get this thing open, go in there and do your thing. Oh, okay. Uh, our thing, yeah. Scruffy. You're coming too. Well, <laughs> I, I'm going to have to be on this side doing the trick. See, because if I can bring her back and you guys can go in there and free her from the raids, I can do the trick to bring her back. And then hopefully all this should be good. Okay, well. Or you trap us in there. Yeah, should we leave one yeah. of us out here? Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just going to say, tribute. Yeah, you, you, you're, not, you're, not, you're, not, you're not 100% on this, buddy. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. Hey, I can I, mean, I can roll a thing. There's a thing where you, I can see what people are. Is it riddle? No. Yeah, give me an insight roll. Are you insight. here? I feel like he's just trying to beat us to the race. Yeah, is he trying to? <laughs> he's trying to kill all of us and yeah. make sure no one ever finds out any of this. Total party wipe! Wow. And that was the end of. Uh, I didn't make it. <laughs> Oops! All raids next year. He might be telling yeah. the truth. Yeah. You're not sure. Well. I mean, hey, if we die, we'll probably just go back to the clinkies, right? So here's hoping. Fuck it. Let's give it a try. Yeah. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah, this guy already got stabbed today. I point at Iadar like he's died. Yeah, please let's not talk about that. That was a bad thing. I got eaten by a pumpkin. (laughs) That's some fucking mental shit in there, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. I just want to go to the Grey Havens and have a vacation. I don't think that's what that place is for, but I appreciate you wanting to do that. <laughs> I, I thought this was a your vacation. Supposed to be. <laughs> <sighs> okay, right. let's do it. Let's do it. So you take the hand mirror and you set it into the, the spot at the top of the at the top of the mirror. And as it settles into place, the mirror begins. Like the mirror, it's, you know, it's a silver piece of metal. It's a little bit cloudy. It's not clear. It's not like a real, like a glass mirror. But the clouds in this silver sheet begin to shift and swirl. And you can feel they they move in this almost like hypnotic way. And it becomes hard for you to take your eyes off of the swirling of this mirror. As you do this, you hear Fortinbras say, and now for my next trick, that which was made to disappear will reappear again. And he begins like chanting and like producing handkerchiefs from his pockets and stuff like that. He begins to <laughs> do his act. A bird flies out of nowhere. <laughs> yes, this guy so much. And I made him. <laughs> I know, this is your old character, right? Yeah. And so you are all looking at the swirling of this cloud in the mirror. And then all of a sudden, all the light and color goes out of the world. And... 
all of the the world around you becomes this gray, dull, the sound deadens, and all of the edges of everything become wisp-like, almost like you're in a world of cloud. And where the mirror was in front of you is the only thing in this world that is color and sharpness. And then you hear this hissing sound from behind you. And as you turn, you see a young hobbit woman standing there, her arms straight down at her sides, her head down, and with its hands on her shoulders, towering above her, you see this wispy, shadowy, dead wraith figure with glowing blue eyes looming above her. And with one hand still on her shoulder, it begins to reach out towards you. Uh Uh-oh. Eodor? Just grab her hands. Grab her hand, not not the wraith's hand, right? Grab the girl's hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The girl wraith. Her her arms are down at her side. But yeah, this wraith is reaching out towards you above her. I guess I... Yeah, no, this is the right appropriate thing. I am going to charge in and body slam her out out of its grasp. Mm. Okay. Give me me a combat roll. One less die than your max combat proficiency. Oh, okay. Good news, bad news. (laughs) (laughs) I rolled an 11 Mm -hmm. with an eye of Sauron. Oh, all right. Eye of Sauron means like a one? It means a zero. It counts as a zero. Oh, because it's a one. So, Iadar, you charge towards these two figures, ready to to hip-check this girl out of the Wraith's grasp. And it's reaching out with this one arm. And as you get close, it sort of reaches towards you with this arm. You duck underneath the arm, and that's when you're about to hit this girl when her arm, which had been straight down at her side, snaps up and slaps you across the face, basically, with the backhand. And you fly away and crash into some, like, what in the regular world had been crates, but here are just sort of, like, vague square shapes. You smash into them and they sort of, then you disappear in, like, a, a cloud of of wraith crates. This is embarrassing! <laughs> <laughs> Pumpkins and Theo. Hello. You two see Iadar. What about Ozzy? What about Ozzy? Isn't Ozzy here? You two see Iadar fly <laughs> away and Theo, you're like, well, what about Ozzy? <laughs> What's Ozzy going to do? And you look and... Ozzy, in this world, has transformed. In the regular world, he is, you know, he's buff, but he's still a short order cook and innkeeper. Somehow, in this world, he is, he has grown taller and he stands (laughs) with, he stands with this poise that you've never seen him, even in his, even in his best moments, you've never seen him stand in the, in the world that you come from. And you see, resting on his brow, a circlet of plain metal, unadorned, but definitely a crown in this world. Oh, what? I look at Theo. He's kingly. I'm looking right. I'm looking at me just like, what? All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I made it, do? It's a good look. Oh, d- it's a good look. Is it still like just like a meat cleaver? Like what, does anything? You look down at the cleaver and what had been just your yeah. your chipped workmanlike cleaver is now a broad sword with a fine blade. Okay. 
So I'm gonna I'm gonna draw the, the sword in like the you know super dramatic you know like before everyone charges sort of thing and like presenting it right making a big display of it because I definitely want like the show of this thing um, the mm -hmm. what's the word like the circumstance to like come through the motion and I'm gonna point it at the wraith and just in this kingly you know voice of of what. Ozzy wishes he was, right? Command the Wraith to release Camilla. All right. I said, this is this is but your one chance. Mm. Give me a mm. roll. So it could be an awe roll. I think it could be perhaps a persuade. I think awe is the one that makes the most sense, but persuade or courtesy could also work. And Adagin, can you tell me what, like, is it because he's, like, born from something, or is that why he has that, or...? Oh yeah, so there's there's all these hints of like a noble noble history, you know, from like landing at the Grey Havens to his name being part of named after like a tree. I forget exactly, like a tree or a piece of wood that like the elves would carry or the Numenorians would carry on their boats for luck. The the boatswains call and like all this other stuff. So there, there's all these hints. He doesn't know. Ozzy doesn't know himself. Um, so we don't know. But yeah, there's all these hints that point towards like noble past um, and now I don't know it's, this is a pretty big hint right <laughs> that's cool I like it's just thinking that I didn't know so I, I, but no that's awesome that's yeah. awesome yeah okay so if you think awe is probably the best one um, yeah I'm gonna spend but, some but uh, you know courtesy or persuade also would work don't forget to spend hope yeah I was gonna yeah, do yeah, yeah, yeah. We do totally hope. yeah totally use we that can hope. do up, up to two hope right Give him a hope. I can't do that, right? Shake, shake it out. Shake it out. There was ever a time not to Zeke up yeah. a wall, Zeke. <laughs> <laughs> this would be it. Oh, God. The fear is real. I didn't make it. Aww. Wait, wait. What if we do something like together and we all do a roll together? Oh, Come yes. on. Come so on. The, you say, so say again what you say to this wraith. Release Camilla or release the Hobbit. This is but your one chance. The Wraith hesitates for a moment and then says, Die, Numenorian. And it brings its arm down at you and you raise the sword and the sword and the hand of this Wraith clash. And there's a flash of sparks as you hold back this Wraith with your sword. You're not able to, like, you can feel it pushing down at you. You feel that your strength is not enough. Even with this circlet, this kingly power that's on you, you can feel that it's not enough. Iadar, Pumpkins, Theo, how do you help? Uh, Iadar stands up roughly from the pile and says, almost not drunkenly, but like woozily, like, elves stand with the race of men in a moment. <laughs> Hold on, I'm coming. <laughs> Hurry up! <laughs> um, I, <laughs> do you want to roll for me, James? What would you like? Yeah, give me, I think an awe roll again would work. Okay. Or in heart, I will spend a. And Harton would also definitely work. We're going to go with awe. I'm going to spend a hope. That's better. Okay. I can work with that. Seven, 17 passes with uh, by a pretty wide margin. The word, Yadar's words stir something in you, Ozzy. And you hear, you hear sort of a voice saying, The alliance of old still stands. And you feel strength in your, your sword arm and you push back against the hand of the wraith. It's still struggling with you, but you feel a little bit stronger as Iadar begins to charge in from the side. 
pumpkin steel, what are you doing? I was gonna pull out, like, so if, like their swords are like this, I don't know how tall they are, right? So I was gonna pull out my sword to go on his side, to go like underneath him to help him, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, like we stand together. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Give me, okay, if you want, you can make an enhearten roll. You can make an awe roll. I don't think you have either of those skills. Or you can just make a swords roll to attack. I'll go, I'll go sword because it's, okay. it's three. And don't forget to spend hope because your target number is quite high. Okay, I'll spend two hope. <laughs> can I spend two hope? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I got one six. Does that help in any way? Uh, Ooh, I got two sixes. On total. Okay. I got two sixes. You... So that's 12. What'd you get on your D12? I'm at 18 right now. And okay. I ha- and I haven't rolled the uh, hope. Do I have to roll for hope, right? I mean, you you hit your target number. Yeah. So. Okay. So. Yeah. You yeah. So say again what you say. What is? I say we stand together. And you come up from behind, from from below. You stab up into the hand of the wraith, and again, Ozzy, you feel the strength now. Of you feel the strength of the elves, you feel the strength of the hobbits joining you in this old in this alliance, and you push back, and the, the wraith's hand begins to move back as you as the two of you push against it. Pumpkins. And as they're as they're doing that, pumpkins like looks at these like three really heroic people, like her her friends, like oh my god, they're so amazing. <laughs> and even though she had been overcome with with fear in my very bones, I step forward like under almost the bridge of swords and I grab the girl's hand and I say to her Camellia Brandybuck choose to come with me now you must and I'll give her like a little like a gentle kind of tug yeah is that okay okay would it look cool if it's like a triangle so it's like like Ozzy's here yeah Theodore's here and then I'm I'm like right here so it's like a little triangle of like like, (laughs) you know like it's one of those things where the camera's like rolling around them Yes. Absolutely. So, do you want me to do give a me, roll? Yeah, give me a roll in hearten, awe, persuade, courtesy. I have courtesy. Oh, I'll no. do that because it's a favored roll, and I'm gonna yeah. spend. I'm gonna spend. How about two hope? Because my last, yep. probably my last roll. Yeah. Holy fucking shit! Oh my god! Four, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. I, I <laughs> killed it. Yeah, baby. <laughs> So you reach out and you grab Camellia's hands. Iodar, you come in from the side and so the, the Ozzy's sword is up, Theo's sword is up, and you leap in the air. We get this shot of Iodar doing the full, like, 300 Sparta spear nice. leap yes. into the hand mm-hmm. <laughs> of the wraith, the point where the swords are converging. And at that moment, Pumpkins, you grab Camellia's hand. Her head snaps up and you see a moment of recognition and fear on her face and then she sees what is happening all around her and she clutches at your hand and you pull her free from the and the wraith's hand which had been still on her shoulder slips off of her shoulder and the spear strikes the wraith's hand and at that moment there is a explosion of blue sparks and you all tumble to the ground back in the real world the mirror shatters and falls to pieces and is she there? And Camellia is there, like she's laying on top of you on the ground, and you're all just sort of like in a pile. Yay! Yeah, that totally worked. Good team. We did the thing. Oh my god! I'll High say, what's all the deal? Where's Fortinbras? We're gonna kick him. Fortinbras <laughs> is standing over you, and he he goes, 
voila. <laughs> <laughs> and he takes a bow. <laughs> well, you brought her back, I guess. Fort and Bra, so that's something. Kind of. Uh, I look at the I look at the girl hobbit and I go, do you want to hit him first or do you want to, you want to use like the back of my spear? How do you want to do this? Because I mean we're gonna we're gonna beat him pretty close to the edge of unconsciousness. Is this like the second time he started the shit? <laughs> and at that moment, Andy Brandybuck, like who has apparently regained consciousness in the meantime, like <laughs> leaps onto Camellia and is like hugging her and like is is quite happy. Aww. And so as the camera pans out. Oh, wait, wait. From, yeah. The, Theo's looking for the for the the mirror piece because he wants it. The, the, the <laughs> if it's the not mirror, broken. the mirror is gone. Like the mirror, sh- like the mirror, including the hand mirror, has shattered and fallen Damn sort of it. into pieces. Uh-huh. But in in sort of the silver dust that the mirror became, as the mirror is beginning to blow away, you find a shard of mirror and slip it into your pocket. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That'll come into play it. next time. <laughs> <laughs> and as as the camera pulls backwards, we see the the four of you sort of sitting in a heap on the loading dock of Brandy Hall. And the camera continues to pull backwards and we see the the harvest festival still in full swing, the hay maze still you know unburned, <laughs> all of the creepy uh scarecrows still in their places. And as the camera pulls fully back, we see the lights of of this festival, uh, of this harvest festival, lighting up the night. And then the words, Happy Halloween appear. And that is where we will end. <laughs> Thank you all so much. The road may go ever on and on, but this bonus episode is over. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes as it helps increase our visibility. You can find us on the web at www.podcast.afterref.com. If you like the format of this special role-playing episode, please let us know on social media. We'd love to hear from you, and we may have some more for you in the future. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at atherbeth underscore cast. Jude can be found at Aramidic Jude and Steph can be found at the North Four. We're also on Blue Sky at jude.atherbeth.com and steph.atherbeth.com. Many thanks to our fellow players, James Kaku Pearson, Max Jimenez, and Zeke Pease. James can be found on Twitter at jpearson. Zeke can be found on Instagram at easypeas and the Greenville Arms 1899 Inn, the lovely inn that he helps to run and where you can buy all of his amazing coffee things, can be found on Instagram at Greenville Arms. Max remains an enigma and can't be found on social media. Title music is Lord of the Devil Rings by Pony Music, courtesy of Pond5. Soundscapes provided by Tabletop Audio, which can be found at tabletopaudio.com. Additional music and sound effects from Soundstripe at soundstripe.com and Epidemic Sound at epidemicsound.com. 
Today's episode was edited by Ryan Bolter at Lord Neptune on Twitter or at LordNeptune.com on Blue Sky with production and sound design by James Kaku Pearson. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening and happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Basically, a lot of incredul- incre- incredul- incredulity. Is that right? <laughs>